Got to get rid of that. <laughs> all right. All right. Good start. Good start. Uh, welcome, everybody, to podcast number 107. Uh, we have uh, some of the regular crew. We have myself, Dexter Wiseman. We have my wonderful twin brother, Tim Wiseman. We have Daryl Bradley. And we have Adam Weber, who's, you know, pretty much become a full-time member of this podcast <laughs> again. <laughs> so uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, how's everybody good doing? Welcome. Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Adam. Oh, a couple days ago. Thank you very much. You look yeah, great. Happy 75. How many Facebook messages did you get? I mean, you put it out there to everybody else. I, well, I hope that you got like 300 or something like that. Uh, yeah. A little less than that. I don't know. It was just over 200 or something, I think, which uh, which was nice. And a bunch of phone calls and text messages. And yeah, no, definitely felt uh, felt loved. Nice. Definitely getting sure. old, man. Holy. I made sure to send you the exact cheers that you send everybody else. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the message, man. Totally. Absolutely. The beer, absolutely. Copy-paste. That's it. Yeah. Right. How, how are you doing, buddy? How are you feeling this week? Me? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling better. I had a really bad day Monday, but I think it's because of the medicine I took Sunday night. And uh, flushed everything out. But yeah, I know better today. Just really managing diet. Obviously, you had mentioned earlier, Dex, that I look like I'm down some weight. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm back into college weight now, guys. So we're, uh, yeah. You know, we're we're well, to... yeah, we're well under the 200 mark or down to 188 pounds. So from my highest, I'm 40 pounds down. So, but you know what? Feeling good. Managing things. Um, we'll be okay. So thanks for your, thanks mm-hmm. asking. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you've always had like that chiseled sort of jawline and, Every week of coming on here, you get more and more chiseled. Perfect. Well, you should see the rest of me now. Like, yeah. I, and, and I can see the rest of me now, too. And it's, yeah, it's pretty impressive down there. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, what about Italy winning the Euro Cup there? Oh, they beat your England, so. Yeah. Oh, sorry, though. You know what? I, I, it was it was a decent game. I mean, a couple of good goals. Um, honestly, the penalty kicks. It came down to selecting guys who just played in the two, like the 119th minute, and and put them in cold, right? So that's a tough position for those youngsters to go in and try to take a PK. I've been there before. It's a tough spot, man. Uh, you know, not playing all game, watching and knowing that likelihood they're going to go in and take a penalty shot. Mm-hmm. And they just they didn't have a touch on the ball and didn't really have a feel for the game or the goalie and um, whatever. It's uh, it's a tough spot for them. Um, kudos for them for stepping up and taking the spot, but so be it. Good on Italy. Italy, honestly, I think played a better tournament. Italy, England had a really good tournament too, and I like the way that England plays as far as knocking the ball around. But Italy played a solid tournament. Their defense was so strong. Their midfields and forwards knocked the ball around just pure class. So... Yeah, no complaints with Italy winning. Yeah. Um, good on them. So, yeah. it, it, Italy it, had Italy had a better uh, had a tougher way to go through. I mean, after yeah. England beat Germany, they had two easy teams to go through, right? So yeah, I mean, nobody's really easy at that point. But I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah. 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 So it was uh, yeah, yeah, good tournament. Happy for Italy. Happy for England for making a final. I mean, they haven't gotten that far in however many years. So it was kind of cool. Right? Once again, it's not going home. So they they don't really mean that when they say it, right? So, but I think, it, yeah, absolute worst case scenario for Italy winning. Now I got to deal with all the Italian family, right? But uh, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. They they were the best best team in the tournament, I think, the best overall team. And what what a complete change from not even making you know the World Cup uh, three years ago to, to now all of a sudden you know winning a major tournament. But uh, regardless, they they have to change that rule. They you cannot finish a big tournament like that, a big international tournament on uh. kicks. I, I don't know what else you could do. You can't really. I mean, you can't Golden just keep playing. I don't know, man. You're gonna Absolutely. get guys will get tired. They'll get they'll that's, get hurt. That's the idea, yeah. though, right? I, I think they got it. They do have it right. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Um, it's a long time. I mean, hockey does it. They do the golden goal, and you play seven periods before you score a goal. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I'm fine with it. Um, is what it is, right? So it, it's it, yeah. It, I agree. It sucks. But they all know that that's the that's, that's what it might come down be. to, and how many games at the end came down to a PK? So yeah, that's crazy. Um, well, no, I, just, just the final, I, I believe, should be a golden goal. World World Cup does it, yeah. right? The the biggest tournament in the world. The, this is probably the second biggest tournament in the world. Yeah. Like, there, there's no reason that penalty kick should decide the final, in my I opinion. Know. Yeah, I know. What do you do? Go down to five on five, or go down to eight on eight, or something? I don't know, right? Like that would be super fun. You know, they're they're limited in the number of subs they're allowed to make, right? So you can't all of a sudden start subbing in a whole bunch of fresh guys. I think it's five subs you're allowed to make in the course of a game. Yeah. Now it used so, to be three, right? So now three. now that you have five, why not? Yeah. Right, and now now it's just management again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I think the cool sporting event, though, fellas, is Novak Djokovic winning the Wimbledon tennis tournament. Right, and now he's got twenty major wins along with Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer. I mean, all three of these guys. We're we're lucky to be in a generation of three of them winning sixty tournaments, majors, totally. grand, grand slams. Years, I guess yeah. right in the last eighteen years, it's pretty special, right? So yeah, uh, so, honestly, like I'm, I, I'm not a big soccer fan in any sort of way, but I, and I'm not a huge tennis fan, but I absolutely love watching Nadal. Nadal for me is like what I'd love to see from people in bowling just like literally just leaving everything out there at all times Federer is so precise um he's so rhythmic he's so um calculated and Nadal is like to me is like the complete opposite of that the guy is just so quick he's all over the court he dives for everything is like I don't know I love the no give up in the guy and uh I will cheer for Nadal forever you know kudos to Djokovic but I, I'm going to cheer for Nadal over Djokovic yeah. every night. And, and I cheer for Federer because he was I'm the original great. Oh, totally. right? yeah. But yeah. Djokovic is just so good, man. It's classy. and he's, I, I've, I've liked him more and more over the years because he's building a personality and realizing that that's part of what he needs to do. Right? So, um, you know, but yeah, like uh, like Brett says, there's a couple of really good representation in men's tennis too. I mean, see Shapovalov or Felix getting far. You know, Milos we know is still in there, so yeah, Kanda, Kanda's in a good spot there for sure. Everybody remembers when Milos showed up at TPC that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. got to throw the opening ball. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah you know, awesome. I'm a, I'm I'm a Federer fan. I I always thought he was silky smooth and and uh, he was just he was just his backhand was very good, but. I, yeah. I think Federer is my favorite, like as a as a personality. You know, he's just the classiest human being you'll meet. But I just I just love the way Nadal plays. I can't yeah, believe yeah. he's still able to play. Well, and that's sort of what Shapovalov now is, right? He's a lefty, plays similar, you know, power yeah. game. So there's there's some common things happening there. Hopefully, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just love watching the best of a sport play at that like ultimate level, right at the the final of a tournament. Right, it's a pure class versus a pure class. 
can't go wrong. Absolutely. But how, but how crazy is it? Women's tennis compared to men's tennis. Women's tennis is completely wide open. Serena's not the same anymore. And it's it could be any one of 25 ladies that day, right, that, that wins a championship. Yeah. It's totally, totally wide open. How do you think somebody like Andy Murray feels? Where Andy Murray's been phenomenal, but he's he's not even in a conversation because you have no. those three guys. It's crazy. Yeah. A lot of those yeah. guys are, right? Medvedev, yeah. right? A lot of these guys. But at some point in time, one of the younger guys have to step up and start winning winning some Grand Slams. So, yeah. And they will. Well, it, it'll, I, I, it'll start I, I, happening soon. As, Fed, yeah, Federer's as finishing up. Nadal's <laughs> almost getting old, right? So, yeah. How about... Uh, how about a, Kucherov in his celebration. Oh, he's he's awesome, taking a he's taking a full Ovechkin, isn't he? You, you know what? I I thought it was great. You know, I I thought his press conference was awesome. I know there's maybe some Montreal fans here. Yeah. I I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. And you know, <laughs> Just, Stanley, Stanley Cup maybe he's not in one piece if you saw Maroon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the nice thing about it is, all of a sudden, that cup is going to Montreal. For repairs, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. literally sending it to Montreal yeah. to get fixed, and I yeah. think the irony of that is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Mark Bush talks about Vladdy MVP. That was cool in a baseball game. I mean, he had two hits, but I guess that's enough to win the MVP. What he had one hit. A, It was no, just, he, had a, he, he had one bomb. He, he was one for three. Did he also have another? No, he was two he, for three. No, he, it was he was one for three with a with a two run shot for a two out. Oh, no, I thought he saw his second hit that he had like a sack no, fly or something. He, it was oh, okay. a ground out. They got an RBI dex. It was a single home run. And oh, okay. Ground out. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah good for him. And he, and he called it. I love the fact that he called it to uh, to Guriel Jr. and uh, and Springer and said, "I'm going to go win the MVP." And the, those two looked at him and said, "Okay, well, if you don't win the MVP, don't come back home." So, so <laughs> and then he ends up winning it. It's awesome. I love yeah. Vladdy. He's you know what? It's so fun watching him because it looks like that guy's having fun all the time, literally all the time. I saw a fun little video of him the other day with uh, I think it was Ty France, and uh, it was just him chatting with him on first base because Vladdy was you know hit and he was on first base and you know Ty France or he's sitting there talking to Ty was like, well, Gritchuk's gonna hit you know hit a double here and I'm probably gonna score. And he's like, you think you're gonna score? He's like, yeah, probably. And then and then Grichuk goes up and hits a double down the left field line and he scores in from from, from first and and then Ty France walks over to the ump and goes, he just told me that Grichuk was going to score a double or hit a double and I, he was going to score, man of his word. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I love it. I love it. You just yeah. so much personality. It's great. It's, that's that's the thing that we need in sports and uh, yeah, it's sure makes the game fun to watch. So. Big game tonight. I think we'll, our guest coming on tonight is a bit of a fan, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll chat some basketball maybe when he comes on. Yeah, yeah. But how about um, some bowling tournaments? Now I see Toppler ran a weekend doubles tournament. That was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see lots of happy faces and people back in the game and smiling and, and playing. And we see some see some decent stats from that. So that was nice. What do you guys think about that one? It was great. It was great yeah. to see people bowling again, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's just nice to see the support for centers. It's nice to see the support for, you know, um, obviously they lost uh, their mom, Leslie, there. and um, It's just it's just nice to see people supporting for the right reasons and, you know, seeing the community come together. And it's awesome. That's what this game is about for us, right? So uh, it was super cool to see. And, and a little bit of normalcy. Do you happen to see who was on the bubble, the money bubble? Oh, no. was he? 
Wasn't Wol- Wolfson and Rich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, did, did only eight get paid? Yeah. I got the stats. I got the stats right here. I was gonna. I was gonna, I was gonna give him a shout out. Good job for being top ten, boys. But, uh, oh, that's awesome. Well, I guess, the I world guess is right good. again. The world yeah. is right again. Uh, Wolfson. Right. Uh, so that's too funny. Is he, was he tenth? Ninth. They were ninth. Yeah. Oh, it's even better. And they were in eighth, and it uh, looks like Mike Petruka and Honish uh, were the only ones from the shift three that came to beat him. And they beat him by like 20 sticks. So they would have uh, been sitting on the bubble for the whole sh- third shift. Oh, oh wow. That's yeah. awesome. But it was great to see a lot of people, our friends in Calgary and Southern Alberta, that came together and play and take pictures and, and just to get it out there, right? You know that the yeah. sport's uh, alive and well and we'll. Uh, We'll continue to do to good. Now, I'm sure, Bowl, you guys have your tournament coming up next weekend, so a week and a half yet, right? Yeah. 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 The Boxing Day doubles in the summer, which is which is sweet. So. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a drunken nightmare, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shifts shift, shift are full already? Uh, the, the final two shifts are. Um, the, yeah, the 5 o'clock and the 8 o'clock shifts is. We have a 1.30 shift that still has some spots left. Um, I think we have 10 spots left in that ship. Yeah. So, yeah. 22, 32, 32. Nice. Turnout for two. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. Super excited. Nervous. I don't know when the last time we ran a tournament was. I got to figure out how to use, like, bowling tournament manager all over again. It's like, uh, whatever. We'll figure it out. I'm It'll sure be you'll good. be fine. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, so, I just do, uh, would like to thank our sponsors. Uh, Alley Cat for supplying us beer every week. Thank you. Uh, I actually ran out, so I don't have it in front of me. I drank it all this weekend. But thank you to Alley Cat and your continued support. And as always, thank you to All Star Bowling Sales. Uh, couldn't do this podcast without you. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, we are running a giveaway again this week, and uh, we have switched up the giveaway again. It will now be All Star Sweepstakes for this week nice all-star sweepstakes all right so get your entries in right away uh i'd like to thank all of our patreon members again could not do this podcast without you you guys are the reason why you know this is self-sustaining so cannot thank you guys enough and we'll run our all-star bowling sales commercial and then bring in our special guest right after all right so our special guest for the week from Winnipeg, Manitoba, we have Mr. Kyle Young. Hey guys, how's, how's it going, going, buddy? Welcome. Welcome. Can't complain besides it being like super hot and not getting any rain ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't that the truth? We we've been in the same boat, but I mean, I guess ultimately it's better than being in bc right now it's 41 yeah. and humid so well we're uh, we're not too far away from all the stuff that's going on in uh northern ontario like they're pretty bad and northern manitoba as far as i know is there's a couple going on right now but yeah you get the the haze in the morning and just really really hard to breathe and stuff but summer that's usually what it's like here yeah Hopefully it breaks soon. I know it's supposed to be hot here for another four or five days, but yeah, you, like you'd the, think that you'd, you'd never complain about the heat, but you know it's hot. Like it's now. Oh yeah, for, forecast here for the next ten or twelve, I think everything's going to be over thirty. Right. And like rain-wise, so far, usually I think July you're looking at like 
93 mil or something like that of rain and like we have like three it's it's bad it's not good it's not good for the farmers so did you see the post of in death valley california it was like 134 degrees or 130 degrees like fahrenheit obviously right but it was like 54 degrees celsius i've I've driven through there you drive through there from the way to like palm springs to go to vegas and and it's just it's literally death valley complete wide open space and you can just see the heat bubbling off the cement it's gross but yeah imagine like 54 degrees celsius imagine working in that that'd be miserable oh you can't work in it man yeah well even just thinking about construction guys that are out like when it's plus 38 with like you know super high humidity like that that sucks and their coveralls right like they they got their safety gear yeah yeah we have a few buddies that work for like suncor and stuff and they have to be out there and yeah in complete full safety gear and i couldn't i could not imagine my man boobs would not be happy to me at all. We need to develop air-conditioned coveralls. Yeah, I said it first. I said it first. I got it. Yeah. They got to be out there. They got to be. Yeah. Have the swoop protector. <laughs> That's right. Just two fans built There's the heated ones, right? What's the name of the brand? That, um, Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee yeah. has the heated yeah, yeah. heated jackets, right? I sell a bunch of those, but yeah. And let's get air-conditioned jackets now. Yeah. A little battery <laughs> pack. Completely a little, agree. A little fan yeah. in there. For, yeah. they, got air, they got air-conditioned seats in cars. Come on. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm too fat for those. My, my my body goes to the seat so well that it doesn't let the air out. Doesn't do me any good. Doesn't do me any good. They fall into the pockets. So. That's right. The only thing yeah. that cools off is overheats the fans. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, my air conditioning is not working in my truck right now, so I had I know my starter blew on me the other week, so I'm starting I'm looking at a new truck. So here's the first poll of the day, people. Can you help me out? So I'm looking at either a Dodge Ram Longhorn or an F-150 Platinum, but the Platinum has the massaging seats, which is nice, but the Longhorn has the different sort of redneck brown interior. So that's what I need to know. They either go the Longhorn or the F-150 Platinum, but the air conditioning. The Raptor done. Is, the, is the wife is the wife gonna be driving it at all? Uh maybe here and there, but not likely. Massage seats. <laughs> Massage seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, Kyle, you're a bit of a sports fan. What do you got on? You got you got a picture behind you, you got an expos yeah. cap, and then what's your what's your jersey you're wearing? Obviously, Suns. Can't cheer for the Bucks. Gotta cheer for the Suns. Raptor, Raptors are out, so if it's anybody, I'm glad it's the Suns. I used to be a pretty big Suns fan in the 90s when uh, when Barkley was there. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So break out the, the retro Nash jersey. Yeah, it nice. is a Nash jersey. Yeah. We had, nice. we had uh, Mr. Mitch Davies asking if it was, and he nailed it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'd like to see CP3 win a championship. Yeah, that, that's that's what I want. Or even even Booker. Booker's been playing like well, besides so this good. series so far, but he's been playing so good and he's so he doesn't get like the recognition that he should. Like kid kid's a monster for being that young. Like yeah. it, it's it, it'd be nice to see that. Even Aiton. Aiton the way that he plays is is really interesting. Like kid kid's got great footwork, but he's really he's really, he's unselfish with the ball, so yeah. Kyle, are you playing Mario right now? 
<laughs> that's someone's ringtone? So, yeah, that's awesome. somebody, somebody definitely just got a mushroom. <laughs> probably texted me, yeah. Do you know that? You get the, the Legend of Zelda, you get the, the chest opening. Maybe that one will pop up too. <laughs> Legend of Zelda, that's a good one for our video game chat we had a couple wow. of weeks ago. I played a lot of Zelda, let me tell you. <laughs> no, I was a video game nerd. I played everything. Yeah. Get con get the old school Contra with the Konami code or Yeah. You know, Streets of Rage on Sega Sega Genesis or whatever it was. There's so many like hilarious games to play. Yeah. Toe Jam and Earl, there you go. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's before uh, your guys' time probably. Yeah, I was like, I don't know half the games. That's awesome. That's, what was your favorite game ever? Favorite game ever? Uh, there's too many lists. There's lots of them. I like, obviously, like, uh, I'm a big Smash Brothers fan. From, oh, yeah, good choice. You guys have seen my leg tattoo, probably. Like, yeah. like me me and my, my best friend, Chris, like, that's literally what we would do when, when we were in high school. We'd go play that or GoldenEye. We'd have GoldenEye uh, tournaments or Smash Brothers tournaments at his place. So you get get like four guys coming over and just play that for hours. It's great. I, I miss the days of GoldenEye. Like those were legit the best days. Just everyone getting in the same room, sitting on the same couch, and just swearing at each other. Yeah, no golden awesome. gun, no odd job. <laughs> yeah, like that's chop. right. Slaps like only. Chops, chops only or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Was that a new, new one? <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't that was me. That wasn't me. Someone's We're just going to analyze ringtones. <laughs> now tell us about so, the uh, tell us about the jersey you got hanging up behind you too. Uh, Celtic FC. So it's a team team that I've followed since I was a kid. It's in uh, Glasgow, Scotland. They've probably. Well, I'm trying to think on how many titles. Basically, between them and Rangers, they're they got the majority of titles for SPL. I uh, think Celtic hold the record with 14 straight titles or something like that. But uh, yeah, so this this is from 2002. It was uh, given given to me from from one of my family members in Scotland that uh, did a lot of stuff with with uh, Celtic. So it was good to have. Yeah, that's a neat piece of memorabilia. That's awesome. So were you watching the Euro Cup too? What was your take on the final? I didn't really watch after my team got eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the group, and basically, you know, you can play against the teams, but you know, your team's only going to show up against one team, and that's probably going to be England. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. We get used to it. Yeah, it's been that's it's a- been like twenty four years since we advanced, so we're all right. Or actually, no, we didn't even get out of the group that one either. We lost on goals. Well, at least they're getting into the tournament. Yeah. Well, it's not the World Cup, so it's easier for us to get in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then last question before we go to bowling. Last week we talked about uh, potato chips. What's your favorite potato chip? <laughs> favorite potato chip. Yeah. I, I'm a Cool Ranch Dorito guy. Yeah, there oh, you go, boy. That's a good choice. Yeah, me too. That is solid. That's, yeah. that's Brad Wilton's favorite, too. That's his breakfast. Every morning he gets up, goes to work, eats a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nothing wrong with Cool Ranch. I'm yeah. not even joking. Yeah, nice little brekkie. I like it. Oh, I love it. Good. I well, love let's it. let's chat some bowling there, guys. What do you think? Yes. Sure. 
So I guess, Kyle, we always start off with going back to the early days. Where did you learn to bowl? Was it a family sort of history thing or buddies in the game? Or uh, yeah. where, where did things start for you? Uh, mostly family kind of stuff. My dad my dad was a pretty big bowler back in the 70s. And I guess when my brother came along, he stopped bowling. So that was 78, 79. So when Callum was old enough to go into Bantams, he enrolled him at uh, Windsor for Bantams and I think when I was four, we'd uh, I started throwing balls with my dad. Just obviously couldn't do anything, but I, I just started liking the game because I was watching my brother play, and you know, uh, basically got hooked from there. Everybody else in my family bowls. Like my cousin, he used to bowl. Uh, he used to bowl Uptown or no Academy West, so that was diligent back in the day. I think he still bowls. Uh, Wednesday nights at St. James, but uh, yeah, fam family brought me into it. And haven't really took taken too much time off besides a little spell later on in life. You said your dad bowled a lot. Was he competitive? And did he play any of the like uh, I, in some of those? Played in some of like some of the men's leagues and stuff in the city. Uh, average, I think he was averaging around two forty ish when he was really playing. Um, you know, a lot of the the names at the time were like you know uh, like Glenn Sproul. Uh, trying to think of a couple of the other guys, Jack Johnson, like uh, Don Van Diel. Like they were all playing at that time, so they played in a lot of those leagues, like the men's leagues at Dakota and some of the other places. Nice. Is Windsor still around right now? It's still there, but it's not. Uh, it closed down. Oh, must have closed down six years ago or so now. And they're still trying to find a buyer for it. Haven't haven't heard anything anything lately on anybody taking taking up on it. So it's kind of going to be a hard sell though if you don't have any leagues left and, and any kind of guaranteed income to come in. Just to rely on walking to start, yeah, it's it'll be a pretty hard start. It's it's a good area. Like there's a lot of houses and there's seniors homes and stuff in the area. Like it's a good area, but. Somebody's got to really love the sport to take that one, right? What is it? Twelve lanes, sixteen lanes? What are we? That's uh, ten. We ten lanes. Ten lanes. Um, as far as I remember, I'm pretty sure around like 2004, they had like a flood and they redid everything. So all new synthetic. Um, basically, they gutted the place and redid everything from what it was before. That's crazy. And they're just sitting there with lanes and machines yeah. just sitting in there. And sitting there, lanes and machines. Still runs ProScore, but everybody knows how to use that, so it's good. But like, that's what I mean. It's, it's still really I'll tell you how relatively you new equipment. Right? You yeah. rip it out, you throw it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that that's crazy that it's just sitting there and nothing's happening. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, like, I guess... The optimistic side of me is happy that it hasn't been just ripped out and had like some other business go in there. Hopefully, somebody takes it over because, like you said, if, if it's got that location, you know, seniors leagues are a huge money maker, and that should be easy. Make make a deal with the seniors homes and bring it. Well, and that and that's the thing with the center that it's in. It's it's kind of it's a it's a basement, right? So it's it's hard for them to find something that's going to go in there. So like a bowling alley is still perfect for that area and that mall. It's mm -hmm. just finding the right person to do it. Wants to put the time in. 
But you know, even going going back there when uh, when it was still open, like I think we had a Masters tournament there in twenty must have been like twenty fourteen. You go downstairs and like it still feels like home. You spent so much time there growing up that you know it's always going to be home. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody feels that about their YBC where they played their early days. That, that, that's just totally. you know back to your roots. Yeah. That's your that's your home base, right? Like it's just yeah, exactly. Being a sense yeah. of comfortable. So uh, in YBC, did you start to play some of the, you know, the four steps tournaments? And, yeah, um, yeah, know, so I was, was. I was really active playing. Basically, I played almost in everything that we could in there. Like they used to have basically monthly monthly house tournaments at different alleys. So you travel around, you play Coronation, uh, Rossmere. Like you go around the circuit in Winnipeg. Right. But uh, yeah, like four steps. We'll put it that way. I like. I was. I was a decent bowler growing like going through, but like I, I have a box of provincial medals. I don't have any golds. I never made it to nationals in YBC. Um, closest was probably like I know Bantams. Um, Bantams, I believe, was singles, and I lost to my friend Steve when he was bowling. I think he was bowling out of Polo Park, and I lost to him. He went to nationals that year. And then the next closest time that I remember that we had a really good chance was uh, must have been our last year of juniors. And it, that was still like full team, like before they started going down to like four player teams. And uh, we had the lead in the last game. And one of our players, I'm pretty sure he fouled in 10. Um, we ended up losing by 11 pins. To, oh, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the Dakota, Bo- the, like, the Dakota boys team. And like they went on, I think they did all right when they went to nationals. But yeah, those were the two closest. And then seniors was kind of just, uh, we always wanted to kind of do the super team because uh, West Payne, West Payne and I grew up together. Um, oh, yeah. So that was always kind of like our dream was me, West, Steve, like our, our age group guys all wanted to go. And yeah, we just, we never passed that out in qualifying. Somebody always struggled with something. Wes was always a top guy, so he was he was better off just being the single. And then he had bad luck too. He ended up the year that he probably had his best chance of winning the single. He ended up breaking his uh, breaking his hand. So we basically I think it was a volleyball volleyball game or something like that. So we literally lived at the Blaine's like for a couple of weeks. He learned how to bowl with his right hand. <laughs> just to bowl in the provincials. Trying trying to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cool. He he was phenomenal. I miss yeah. seeing Wes at yeah. the tournaments and stuff because he was he was so good. He's such a good dude, and it was just yeah. Uh, strongest mental game, strongest mental game that I know. Like he was he was unfazed when he was up there. He was just so focused on. He knew exactly what he needed to do. Yep. And yeah, you know, I remember remember watching him throw that perfect game in Toppler. Uh, at the autumn open and me me too i was sitting on the bench watching it right in front of me (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome play i I think you you made like 20 grand or something i won the tournament and he still tripled or quadrupled what i won he was on three and four wasn't it one two one two Uh, two. i think it's one two i think it was three and four because i was reading it was where the hot dog machine was near the bathrooms and all I remember reason. was Ro- Robbie Robbie Shannis was sitting beside me, standing there. He's like, "Timmy, if 
if uh, if Westeros is strike, we're getting arrested tonight. And he threw strikers. I guess we're getting arrested. I was like, okay, yeah, let's go, Robbie. Let's go, Robbie. Yeah, but it was it was a hell of a shot, though. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, great player. Yeah, and we had him had him come spare because uh, he's back. He's been back in Winnipeg for a couple of years now, so we had him out uh, to spare a couple of times at our uh, our Super League on Thursday nights. So it's pretty funny. The first week he comes out, he's like, "Yeah, I don't expect much from me." He's average like two forty. Right? It was ridiculous. First two games, I think he had ten hits, eleven hits, or something like that. It was it's pretty funny. Yeah, good for him. It would be great to see him back. come back to all these things and yeah, start competing. He's got he's got a young family starting, so hopefully if we keep bugging him, he'll he'll slowly come around and come back. Well, we have to work on him. We have to work on Shannis. Yep. Hey, Shannis is already bowling. He's already bowling back. He's been uh, he's been back in our our All Star League there, the Super League, for the last couple of years. He was bowling. Uh, he was bowling on my my golf buddy uh, Roland. He was on his team this year with uh, Scotty uh, Scotty Barber. Awesome. Now we just have to drag his ass out to things. <laughs> Still less, like silky smooth. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. The the quietest release you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. You never he never hear a bounce or, or drop, right? No, and like yeah. and like most of the time, that's not a good thing. Like you know, ninety percent <laughs> of the people, that means you put the ball down, you got nothing on it, and. Robbie oh, just it, has a it, way of just releasing it so smooth and just shatter pins. Yeah. yeah. The rotation on that shot's still ridiculous. <laughs> now, obviously, yeah, let's chat yeah. oh, about the, the, the Shannis family, obviously, a little bit. I know you obviously grew yeah. up uh, with the Shannises and uh, at Windsor, and obviously they spent a lot of time there. How, um, you know, being around them must have really motivated you and just oh, the whole community. Yeah. So talk about us a little bit more about uh, the Shannis. Yeah, and like, obviously the recent panis, passing of him, it's obviously sad. Yeah, like Norm, Norm was just, you know, it wasn't just like the kid. Like Norm was just a legend, period. It's just everything about the man. And like he just he knew when to say the right thing, you know, um, you know, he didn't he didn't go out of his way to like coach kids and stuff like that either but like you know he'd make sure that like if if he saw you struggling with something he'd come around he'd, he'd mention something uh like even joan joan did the same thing joan was joan was always awesome with all of us kids when we were growing up and like that's that's the other reason why that place just felt like home like it was you know just having them there all the time was great and you know Janice, obviously, when you're, you know, you're a kid and you're, you're basically watching this, you know, teenager just tear people apart in adult leagues and, and stuff like that. It was just awesome to see. And like, you know, Rob, Rob's always been really good to me. He's, he's kind of like an older brother. And, you know, he, he knows the right thing to say too, right? So he always, he always just look back and you cherish those memories you have with those guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, like trying to think on something. Like, just you go back and you think a lot of stuff with Norm and just the stories that he could tell you about, like all these tournaments that you know he he would go and play, like when he played like the Western uh, Western Canadian and stuff like that. Just some of the stories from it are like some of them are like super funny. Like, there's one uh, I can't remember what year it was, but I remember 
I think it was they were going to play. They were playing the East, so I guess West and East, right? So they were part of the Western team going to play in Toronto or something like that. And he was saying, I can't remember the bowler that it was, but it was like a Toronto guy. He was like top one of the top bowlers, and he kind of made a made a remark in the elevator. He didn't know that Norm was in the elevator, I guess, or didn't know who he was about, oh, I don't even know why they're having this because we're going to wipe the floor with, with whoever comes <laughs> out or something. So he's like, I heard that, and that pissed me off, and I wanted to just go and, you know, kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was always a good one. But uh, yeah. He realizes later, he goes and says, by the way, I was in the elevator when you said that. <laughs> so thanks for the motivation. Just I rub it in afterwards. Yeah, yeah just... Uh, even just all the stats that Norm Norm would like, you know, like he keep all these like clippings and stuff from like papers about, you know, when they used to write articles and stuff in the paper, and he had like stuff from like I guess when he was out in BC, like he still has like all of that kind of stuff. But like he he'd remember like some of the craziest stats about like just some of the top guys across Canada. It's always great to know he he fill in people like the history of the sport. Yeah. Super I would love to see like bowling back in the newspaper. On just, you know, and I wonder what that would take, Tim. I wonder if that's just something that the E5 needs to pay for and like submit to, submit to the Edmonton Journal or something like that, and just you know have an entry into the stats page, you know, we, we, we've once a week it. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Can you write your own articles and, and send them yeah, in? Does that work too? Yeah, several thousands of dollars. Perfect. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I looked into it. it yeah. To start a blog, it'll be it'll for be us. For, I like even looked in the Sure Park newspaper. For us, it's uh, like it's it's almost like three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars uh, an edition, just for like a small little art, small little piece in the corner. Like Almost for, be better for, just for like season. to post an ad in the paper and just talk yeah, about. Well, actually, that, no, no, that that's cheaper. what it is. Yeah. Well, that's what you have to you, do because they it, don't cover the sport. So instead, right. your only option is to put put an ad in. Like, you, you, how does you, that make sense? You put an ad in, and then you just you write whatever you whatever you want up in an ad based off of what it is. So, I think we're gonna do that with with Sure Bull with our youth leagues and our YBC and adult leagues once a month. We talked about doing that. Um, but it'd be like a, a quarter page instead, and then I can we can write it up and do all that kind of stuff. Start doing that because. It, but the biggest thing is right now is how many people actually look on newspapers. But now it's online; everything's digital with it as well. So that's a that's a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it has to shift. It's not newspapers anymore. It's online content, and yeah, if it's not going to be the Edmonton Journal, the Edmonton Sun. It's got to be the Edmonton five pin or the Winnipeg five pin or the Alberta five pin and, you know, drive traffic to their, our own internal articles that they right. get the awareness out there. I mean, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how, like, you know, if that would create some sort of buzz, you know, yeah, I mean, Tim, you used to sit there and read the sports page all the time. I mean, sure, you know, it's a lot of the older people that read, read the newspaper nowadays, but it would be neat to see and they like, see high scores for the week or See high scores for the month and you know stuff like that and high pins well, over average. Might be something month. to look into, like even if you could do like a digital, like if you could get on the digital part of the the paper or something like that. Yeah. There, there's there's a ton of people that just do digital now. They won't get the physical copy. Yeah, both yeah. both both uh, both rates would include digital and physical now. So. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So question out there for anybody watching and listening, does your local bowling get into the newspapers or onto the advertisements on a weekly or a monthly basis? So and and what what channel do you use to, to update those stats or write those articles? Does somebody write them for you or does the sports commentator come and come and cover it or how does it work? But who who's getting information out there on a regular basis? We'd like to know about it. I think the biggest key is for somebody just to, to actually write it. Right there, there's no stats or anything on any of the websites. Um, as long as somebody writes it, then all of a sudden you can drive traffic there through, you know, even Facebook or you know through other some other online you know media. Uh, but there, there's nobody nobody writing that stuff right now. Right. Once that happens, I think people can can get on board. Maybe we run it through it's, the five pin universe, which is fine. But maybe you need. Uh, uh, you know, 10 volunteers or a group of ambassadors uh, across the country that will write a, you know, a weekly article or a monthly article about their local sport, submit it to 5PN Universe, and then we'll be, we'll begin to build that column. I think that's a great idea. Maybe there's a way to go, yeah. right? So, and, and you probably you, save, save significant money as well, right? Yeah. You, you just have to get somebody that's really on the ball, like, say, like when, like, high games and stuff like that. Like, even my, like, you know, qualifying tournaments and that kind of stuff. As long as you have somebody phoning in to like, it, it sounds crazy, but like AM, AM, AM radio stations and stuff like that, they're all associated with the papers. So if you can get, you know, at least somebody there to know about it, they also write articles too, right? So you can get kind of that whole thing processed. Like I know some of the other stuff that's happened, like even like when you look at YBC with uh, when Caleb Bullshirt a game, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you got that on a lot of the sports stations and that ended up coming into into paper and like prints and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just it's a matter of getting the stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's being being proactive, I guess, with calling people. Well maybe Thanks. we'll plan something a little bit. As we get into <laughs> September September leagues we'll uh you know, put a put a group of writers or ambassadors together that can write something for five PNU on a regular so We'll, uh, we'll look to that. But anyways, let's uh, back to back to you, Kyle. Good, good chat there, guys. But you, uh, throughout the youth, obviously, it sounds like you quit bowling at uh, at an early age, at 19. What drove yes. you to sort of step away from the game? Was um, it It's, you know, you, you bowled, like, you know, like your whole youth and growing up and stuff like that. And, you know, I was playing basketball at the same time and – so I was kind of always balancing the two, like provincials for basketball and YBC were always kind of at the same time. Um, and then when we were finished YBC, when we started getting into like the adult stuff, like I don't know if it was more my shyness, like obviously I'm not the same anymore, but like back then, like I was a pretty shy kid. But uh, going to the, the adult stuff, like I think I, I guessed it in one master's tournament I just felt so out of place. I didn't feel comfortable. Like, you know, I did know some of the people that were there, obviously. Like, I knew Rob. I knew Jeff Bourne. Like, I knew some of those guys. But, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable to be in that atmosphere. And it, it didn't, like, it's it's weird to say, but it, it didn't feel welcoming to me like everything else was in the sport. So I kind of just grew tired of it. And, you know, I kind of halfway through the year, I just said yeah i can't do this can't do this and just apologize to the guys and said i gotta i gotta go play ball instead i'm having more fun playing basketball than i was bowling 
And, you know, I, I go back and I look at that and I kind of regret it because there's, you know, I might have been a better bowler like this whole time. I might have been a better coach. Like, you know, you have regrets about everything in life, you know. For sure. But you know what? I, I, I get the decision. I mean, ultimately, you have to do what's right for you. And if at that time you're not enjoying bowling and you're enjoying basketball more, I mean, that, that to me feels like the right decision. You know, you can look back at it now and, and regret it, sure. But, like, you know, at that time, if you're not enjoying it, you're not enjoying it. If it if it's, feels like a job, why are you doing it? Well, and, and that and that's the main thing. Like, it's, it's always the same thing, and I, I tell kids that now. It's like, you know, there's going to be times where the sport's hard. You just got to always find the fun part in the sport. Because that's when you have to start questioning it. When, when you're not having any fun, like when you're, t- you're focused in it a little too much, there's there's an issue there. So you got to find out what the issue is. Yeah. So I've been there before too. I've taken my, my, my breaks. You know, I've stopped bowling, league bowling, and done a couple of random tournaments here and there. Because again, you're right, just not having fun. My anger was getting to me. It's just, it, it was better for my own mental health and physical health to not be at the bowling alley as much as I was. So I had to step away. Um, I don't necessarily regret it. I don't really live with a lot of regrets, but I definitely sort of wish I was mentally stronger to stay and play or, or do something a little bit different or treat it differently. But And I know, Adam, you're going through it right now. You could kind of in that, I don't know if I want to play again, right? You, but you're just, again, you're probably just worn out and tired of it, and I've done it so much that I just need a break, right? Yeah, and especially with uh, with you walking away at 19, Kyle, could, could you imagine you walk away at 22 completely frustrated with the game? You may never have came back, right? Yeah, like that's the other side of it too. It's obviously it was a good enough reason to do it because I when it came back, it was like instant that I was having fun again and I wanted to get better. You know, like I don't know if that was you come back and you just – but uh, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's fun, but – Maybe more of the regret part of it is what happened when I was playing basketball. Maybe that was what ended up ended up making me regret the choice. So, yeah. What? Uh, so, what's the hardest part? Like, how long did you take off? Uh, took off nine years, I think it was. Came back. Came back when I was around twenty-eight. Uh, just something to do with the wife and uh, with one of our couple friends. And, uh, yeah, just, I, I think it was just a suggestion. It's like, Hey, like, let's just go do something together. Like as a, as a couple, like couple. Right. And it's like, okay, why don't we go here? So we ended up choosing, uh, park alleys and it was right between the, the two of our houses. So worked out, ended up, uh, I guess the Forbes family owned park for a long time. So I, I was comfortable bowling in their center because my grandparents bowled there. That's where uh, my dad bowled when he was a kid because that's on the Osborne, so the Fort Rouge area. And ended up meeting a lot of a lot of awesome people at Park, and that kind of got me back into uh, playing the sport. Yeah. So, what was the hardest part about coming back? Like, yeah. the, I think I think the hardest part is your your expectations are probably here, right? And then you're probably well, a little bit down here, right? Like, you come back and you're like, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to average like 235, 240. It's going to be awesome. And then it's like, man, I'm so fat now. It's like, I got to learn how to bowl again. <laughs> like, I quit quit bowling and I was playing 
basketball like three or four times a week, I was pretty cut. Like, I think I was like 190 pounds maybe. I came back to bowling and I was like 230. It's like, okay, ooh, I can't throw the same way I did. I can't throw a backup ball anymore. I couldn't throw a backup ball to save my life. So I ended up moving like six boards over to the right of center and I was throwing just like heat hooks into the into the pocket. Just uh, like the worst part about coming back was just my mental game was so shot. Like you finally start getting a rhythm again and like, Literally, I get to like three strikes in a row, and you're holding the ball, getting ready to go. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It, it took a while to get get comfortable throwing again. You know, we've we've talked about this a few times, but you know, uh, bowling is a completely different sort of mental game than it is from oh, yeah. most of the other ones, right? I mean, you know, you play basketball, you play hockey, you play soccer. You know, there's strategy and stuff, but a lot of it is reactionary. You know, um, an impulse, and um, you don't really have that in bowling. Like, if you start thinking of bowling, it's yeah. completely different. Like the only the only comparisons between the two sports that I played was like literally like shooting a free throw because you're trying to like it's the same kind of thing. You have a pre shot routine, right? You know, you're trying to catch your breath to make sure that you're calm when you're shooting the ball because you don't want to be like you know it's the same. That's the only thing I can compare the two. But like every sport has a couple of things that you can. Like you put it, yeah. you know, put together, but like, yeah, it was, uh, took a while to get, uh, get the mental side of the, the game back in. So when you came back into it, uh, you mentioned that you know, it was more just for like a fun atmosphere or something for, for, for you and your wife to, to kind of get together and do, how long did it take till like the competitive kick in? Like three months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, Natalie, like, Natalie did bowl YBC, um, so bowling was still pretty new to her, and Natalie's kind of a perfectionist when it comes to playing sports and, and, and music and all that kind of stuff, so Natalie, Natalie talked to Rob, uh, Rob Forbes at Park, and he's like, come down, practice after our YBC on Saturdays, and so we, we'd come, we'd come every Saturday, and we'd, we'd go practice, and like, it was throw like eight games at a time because she's like, I really, I'm missing this. I need to figure out how to do this. So I started kind of getting the coaching vibe back there too. Um, but I, I'm like, I remember doing this in practice. This is what I need to do. I need to get, you know, I need to make sure like, you know, when you're trying to get your pacing and all that kind of stuff back, I really started focusing on all the little things in my shot that I remembered from before. Even though my shot was different, I had to make something work. So, yeah, we were coming out a lot. And, uh, like, Lauren Sproul was a coach there at the time. And, uh, like, I, you guys probably know Jesse Leet from some of the tournaments. Yep. So, like, Jesse's dad, Jim, was there. Um, and, you know, these guys don't know me from a whole – like, well, Lauren, Lauren kind of remembered me from when I was in YBC. But, uh, you know – Nobody there knew me from a whole and was great. So like they had their uh, their all star league on Saturdays at Mosianko that they both uh, they both played in, and Sunday night they had kind of like a like a competitive league. So they got me up to kind of spare. So that's how I really kind of got the competitive stuff back in it because I'm going to different places, and it was great going to some of these all star leagues. Like I remember going to Mosianko the first time to play, and uh, 
Jim brought me in to spare for, I can't even remember who it was, but like, and the whole center. So like, they, like Mozienko downstairs, you guys will, you guys yeah. have been there, right? Yeah. Okay. So like the whole thing's full teams of four. Um, the only three people in this, in that league that knew who I was, was Jen or sorry, it was more like five guys. So Willie Orn, uh, Eddie Johns, um, like just some of the, the old old bowlers from like the nineties and stuff. So those are the only guys that knew me. Nobody knew who I was. And the first day I come in, I was bowling. Uh, who was I bowling? I, I just remember I came in. I bowled lights out. I think I my first week there for four games. I threw like it was like a ten twenty. And like at that time, I was only at I was only back to averaging like two under two thirty, like two twenty eight. I just came and I was just throwing lights out. Came to Sunday and bowling, like uh, bowled against Brett's team because I was sparing on Lauren's team, and Brett had uh, Brandon Mansell on his team, so I was playing Brandon Mansell like probably like two years after he was done YBC, like when he was in university. And I came in there and first couple of games I threw a couple high, like a decent three and like a high two, and he hears like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good. I think Brett said it. Who's this guy throwing straight heaters in the basketball jerseys? Yeah. <laughs> I could see yeah. him saying that too. 100%. Yeah, Chris, the Chris Paul jersey probably. I used to rock yeah. the rock that jersey all the time when I was playing. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say the same thing. Who the fuck is this guy throwing, <laughs> throwing heaters in a basketball jersey? Like, well, that, that, that's that's how me and Brett became friends because I started sparing in that Sunday league a lot more, and Brett, Brett, and Robbie pulled out of park, so started seeing them a lot, and ended up joining the Saturday league and the Sunday league. Yeah, Chris Paul, Chris Paul jersey, or the North Carolina, one or the other, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's good. So then, when did you start, you know, looking to play the opens? Uh, do you do the open? Is that, is that uh, right? I've never, never done the open. Uh, okay. Yeah the the only time I was about to play in it was 2015, and it was like literally a week after Natalie's dad passed away. So I wasn't I wasn't mentally prepared to to be there. Um, so yeah, I never, never got to bully open, but, uh, so I came back in like 2012 and, uh, yeah, Brett, uh, Brett convinced me to join teaching division master. So I came in 2013 and bull teaching ended up making, making the teaching team the first time. So that was, uh, at Calgary, Calgary's 2013. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. That was a good year. Good. That was a fun yeah. year. Got to ride the bus with your dad. <laughs> Sweating our balls off. <laughs> it was only para- paradise was hot. Everywhere else was fine. That one oh, of the balls was great. No, that bus ride, though. That bus ride was like oh, yeah. 40 degrees and like no AC. And yeah, we were just dying on the way there. Going to Alberta night was good because we got the big, the big comfortable tour bus. It was great. You got that? We didn't. I did not. No, no, we did not. Yeah, the Alberta night was great. The uh, the little rodeo we had there. We talked about this a couple weeks ago too. The rodeo was awesome. Yeah, we drank them out of booze. It was great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we drank all drank rye to get in the cowboy spirit. Yeah, <laughs> get the discount on the bill because you cleaned them out. 
Where was Alberta night? It was a rodeo. Forget the name of the, the ranch, but yeah, it was like, a, like they had bull riding and stuff, I guess, before the stampede, because the stampede was the week after, right? Yeah. Uh, Sure that was a crazy year because that was a year that uh, that flood happened and everything. Like we didn't, yeah. we were supposed to supposed to be at the hotel and they put us in three separate hotels, like by the airport yeah. for the first night. Yeah, and yeah. then we all ended up moving into the high at the second night. And yeah, yeah, it was crazy. We we weren't sure if there was gonna be a nationals for a while. Like it was, yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, it was a fun year though. It was good. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a good year for my first year. Yeah. And then you decide to start playing uh, tournament masters. I know there's a pretty big uh, accolade here in 2016 tournament men's team gold. So that's uh, anytime you can be on the tournament team is solid. But then to win a national championship obviously is a, is a pretty big crowning moment. Tell us about that one. Yeah. So uh, so 2014, uh, I was just outside in both divisions. So like the Winnipeg year, I was I guess I was the designated alternate for both of the teams. So. But my wife was bowling. That was her first year. And so uh, I was at all the centers. And, like, I'll never forget, like, it was right after the teaching the teaching men won their gold medal. And, uh, like, I was super pumped for those guys because I was practicing with those guys, like, every like every day they had a practice. And I was bowling lights out at the time. I think I was pushing 260-something for average in the practices. I felt really, really good just in case. That was the last tournament that I, it was my own fault. Like I pulled my gas for my last game, so I, I cost myself that one. But I remember I was leaving uh, to go get something out of the car for the girls' team that was downstairs, and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Llewellyn came in, and he said something to me because I guess some of the, the extra drama that was going on with the tournament men's team that year. Oh yeah. So he he, he said something 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 to me to kind of like you know say like keep your head up and. Uh, I lost my shit in the car and I, I actually cried a little bit because <laughs> I was like, just it's like I needed that chance. Right. So I remember the day after we went to see uh, Shannon's at Academy at the time and I went to throw games upstairs and I think I bowled. I only bowled like five warm up frames and switch it over. And I bowled like a, it was like a four thirty something. Like I was just, like focus. That's when I started focusing. So 2015, made the team. Um, it was me, Randy, Jeff Bourne, George Stecky, and Trevor Cook. And you know, we 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 played pretty good. Um, we had the second highest pinfall in the tournament, and we finished fifth. Like it was just one of those things. It's you have uh, you, you you catch the team and catch the team at the wrong time. Like we bowled our we bowled up. The fourteen. Oh, what game was that? It was it was like a high thirteen or like a like a mid fourteen or something. And, and Newfoundland swept us. It was within like thirty pins. The game total was within thirty pins. We got swept. Like it was ridiculous. It's close matches. Yeah. Yeah. Getting getting Eric doing the the big screams and stuff coming off the lane for Alberta. <laughs> that was always good. Shows. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then so you know, when he's bowling good, you know that Eric's around. Like, oh, Ed, oh yeah. Eric's here. Yeah, Eric's here. Yeah, he stole so that. 2016 was great. Though, so what you betcha from, from 
Yeah, I oh. thought Eric, I think Eric stole that from DB. Yeah, yeah, DB definitely started the you betchas. That's oh, for sure. Well, I think Gino might have had a bit of a start of a you betcha. I might have emphasized it a little bit more. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gino is more the boom baby, I guess. But yeah. 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 No, like 2016 was just good because me, Randy, and Jeff were all back, and then uh, we ended up uh, we ended up with Cordell. Uh, so Cordell, like Cordell's an awesome, awesome guy. Like he goes with his best when he's when he's home, but like I still think he's in Ontario, but. Uh, Glenn, Glenn uh, Howarth made the team, but he couldn't come because his daughter was graduating. So uh, Brandon ended up taking the spare spot, so coming in on the team. So we knew we had good chemistry going in because, like, we had, you know, guys that all bowled together to begin with. And, uh, yeah, it was just, just one, of those, one of those wicked tournaments where you came off the lane and you knew somebody was going to catch you regardless if it was good or bad. Like, they were there to bring you up or – or to like hype you up, like whatever they needed, like everybody was there. It, it was it was just an awesome experience. Yeah, nice. that's great. That's that's the way a team is supposed to be, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's really make and break in, in those tournaments. You if you have that camaraderie and that that uh, you know that cohesive unit sort of thing, it's it's just so much easier to bowl better, and it's so much easier to win, honestly. Oh, my focus on, on on the first day was as long as the first two games I bowled decent, like, I'm good. I'll be fine. Because, like, 2015, my first couple of games were absolute ass. Like, I like I think I my – first, my first game was, like – I think I had, like, seven head pins or something like that. I, it was against – I'm pretty sure it was against Newfoundland. I bowled, like, a buck 62 or something like that. And I had, a, had another crappy game the first day. It was against uh, – well, it was just a crap fest all around. I think I was bullying, bullying uh, Bobby Torville. <laughs> and okay. we both bowled like crap. But, uh, yeah. So, as long as, as long as I didn't bowl bad the first day, I, I was, I was going to be all right. So. Who, was, who was on that team in 2016? 2016 was uh, me, Jeff, Jeff Bourne, Randy Morissette, Brandon Mansell, and Cordell Galbecca. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Super yeah. solid team. Was that the year you shot your four four eight? Yeah, unfortunately. How much? Did I get reminders. Cost? I think it was like thirty grand at do the you? time. Oh boy! Yeah. Do, you, do you get reminders? <laughs> yeah, you get reminders every year. Every year on Canada Day, that's like literally your memories feed. Make that, can you make that larger? I'm not sure. We'll find. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Hey, hey, look at that big patch on the back of my head, my alopecia. Nice. <laughs> I hear you can rub it for good luck. So where was this in the tournament? This was what this game? That was at uh, Clover, Cloverdale. Oh, man. You know, I think that's the first time I've watched this. That was a great shot, too. Yeah. And you moved, uh, that, I, you moved that two pin here. Let's watch it again. The ball went in front. <laughs> yeah. It did wobble in there. It did. It absolutely moved yeah. it. Yeah, it was just the bowling gods because, like, if you go if, – if they have the 11th on there, the 11th one I got away with, like, kind of like a light fed across. Like, I went, uh, went left side. I went left side and just took it off. Took it off. So I feel like there could be one of those, like, internet songs of, like, oh, no, oh, no, right? Like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, whoever can put yeah. that song together to that video, that, that, yeah. You might get a shout out. So that's, don't get no, that's don't give Brett any sure. ideas. That might be up. Yeah. 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 Hendo, can you make that happen, please? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know what? You threw an absolutely great shot when you needed to. It just yeah. yeah you still you still want some money, right? You got the high single pot, didn't you? Yeah, I still got. I think I got thirteen hundred. Yeah. The teaching, the the teaching teaching money, they got way more than than we got for for the, for the scratch. I think oh, teaching they? the pins over or whatever. I think pins over got like seventeen hundred bucks or something like that. <laughs> crazy. Tyson Nelson, perfect. Um, has that <laughs> has that pot been won since at Masters? No. Or is it still no. up for grabs? No, closest was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love Brad. Who was the highest? Was it uh, McDougal? I think he was the last one to get. It, but it wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't over four forty. I think it was like four eighteen or something. Was the last last so one. So you're a few years more. So you're up to forty grandish now. That's a that's a big yeah. it, there. Gonna be climbing. Well, I think it was Eric Villeneuve. It was Winnipeg that he got his four forty eight. Or was that Calgary? Masters Nationals is in Bonnie Doon next year, so. Ooh. Well, yeah. So we have to try what what, If there's, uh, if there's a the reason play? to join Masters, there it is right there. What's the play? Game two, you, game three. Do you take 50% and then the rest takes 50% the team? Or how do you split it? Does everybody get a split? Or how do you... Well, we we ended up saying before uh, before we threw a ball, like, because everybody's in, we're like, okay, if anybody get it, every player gets a grand. Like, everybody will get 1000 bucks. So, uh, yeah, I still ended up uh, – so when we got home, I ended up uh, getting uh, getting a hold of Mark, and I got uh, some custom custom shirts made for the guys. So it was basically the Manitoba version of the Alberta shirt. So there's only five of those shirts. The 2016 nice. men's team have them. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. What do you guys do, De- Dex and Tim and Adam? What do you what, how do you how do you agree to that? What's the we usually, we usually the do like fifty percent. I think fifty percent. We split the rest. I think isn't there yeah. something like that? Yeah, I think that's what we normally do with the open and stuff too. Just yeah, winner gets fifty percent, and then you split the other fifty percent between the other five. Yeah, it's okay. usually the proposal. I've seen the the thousand bucks each, and then winner take the rest type thing. I've also seen people split complete. I think Will Sutherland split everything completely when he threw his. Well, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, the the weirdest one I heard was in Newfoundland, the Newfoundland Jay Young when he won in twenty. Or maybe it's Jay. Yeah, he he split. He said the the whole contingent said they were going to do it together, and then the ladies team was like, "No, we don't want nothing to do with it." And so the mixed team and the men's team got a portion of that pot, and the Newfoundland ladies got nothing out of it. And it was worth a lot of money. Yeah. 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 I, I don't mind the thousand dollar thing, right? Everybody gets a thousand bucks, and yeah. the rest of you, you get. And especially once the pot starts climbing to be pretty high, sure, it's you know. Oh, you yeah, like that. That's the thing grand. here. Like I'm assuming, I'm assuming guys here wouldn't have a problem if they upped it. Like if everybody got two grand instead or something like that. Yeah, like, right. you know, you're I definitely going there as a team, and the guys, the guys are there to to help you out when you're bowling that game too. Like if they weren't there to like hype you up and yeah. you know, catch you coming off the lane all hot. Yeah. Well. And, and they're going to be more willing to do that, knowing that they're going to win something too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you don't. Like, there's don't... definitely a part of me that's like, man, I want that yeah. forty grand. Oh, I was going to say, like, I don't need to make five was... grand off a guy, right? I can, I can, yeah. I can live with a grand or two grand off a guy. Oh, totally. I, def- I definitely don't need to make five grand off a guy throwing, and he splits out twenty grand. Hey, man, no, no. so. Remember, I was going to say if I got it, Jeff deserved it because I scared the crap out of him when I came off on the ninth one. I was, <laughs> I was pretty hyped. I probably almost knocked him over. 
Yeah. <laughs> remember we went to uh, Fort St. John and we did a split for the winter, yeah. remember? We yeah. all did that, yeah. A grand each, and then and that was cool, right? For sure. Was, it was $10,000 first place, and we had a vehicle full of guys. Is it five for first and 1000 for the other five? It worked out really well. For the winner Thank of the you. tournament. Different from yeah. the perfect game, but winner of the tournament. This is how it yeah. works. Yeah, because it's yeah. guaranteed 10G, so sure. I think the one year we talked about uh, just uh, splitting a Vegas trip. So basically everybody's going to get the same. We're going to blow everything in Vegas, whatever oh, it was. Uh, oh, it, 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 it was like 30 grand or something like that for, for six people, right? So I think it was the Open, so... That that would have been fun too. That that would have been amazing. <laughs> There'd be a few uh, regrets I, there, I'm sure. Hey, yeah. no, I wouldn't remember. Them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be like the Winnipeg Airport on a plane delay. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember Man. that. Yeah, that was aw- that was actually <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, uh, that, that piano happened? player. What happened? To, yeah. What happened to Wade Powers? That's still. Oh man. He didn't make it on the flight, did he? No, he, he never made he's, it on the flight. He's still blacklisted oh. by WestJet. I love Wade, but like I couldn't stop laughing at that. I think I think oh, Natalie man. and that came in and saved the day. Like he, he could have flew flew out, but I think he just chose not to. <laughs> yeah. She was probably too hungover. For for for, for anybody, like she can't to, fix a plane. For for what anybody. Are you he was going. He was know. going home after yeah. uh, after the after nationals anyway because he was going to like I think he was going to PEI, so yeah. he was already going to be halfway. Yeah. yeah, for for anybody who didn't know, we uh, we were connecting for in Winnipeg for Masters Nationals on the way to Quebec in 2019, and we got stuck in Winnipeg. Our flight had a their connecting flight had a plane had a mechanical error. And it kept on getting delayed and getting delayed and getting delayed and getting delayed and and it was we kept like on getting, every half hour it was and we kept delayed. And so and every Winnipeg, time we saw that delay, we were like, "So the Manitoba guys and girls and and the last we were getting drunker and drunker and drunker and drunker, yeah. and then um, and yeah. Jeff Bourne ended up singing on the piano, and, <laughs> and it got 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 drunker and drunker, and then finally after about six hours in the airport, it's like you guys had to get your own hotel room, so they put us in a hotel room and. And we got back and we had to get a 6 a.m. flight. And But Wade went up to the front desk and was like, screw you with the two middle fingers with the birds. And uh, he was asking. Literally making the announcement <laughs> me standing on top of a chair. I <laughs> didn't. Uh, so, so Wade never came back. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that set Wade off was we were, we were sitting, like we were away from there. I came back to sit with uh, with Natalie and a couple of the guys, and Wade and I were by the window, and we literally saw the guy that was working on the plane grab his toolbox, and he literally threw it in the van and shut the door and sped off. And then the girl comes on the thing. It looks like we're going to be about another half hour before you guys yeah. board the plane. And it's, Zero no, chance. man, this guy ain't fixing the thing. It's done. We're, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that was good. That was priceless. Yeah, it was it was yeah. You know what? As as much as it sucks getting delayed for that long, it was super entertaining. We had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, yeah. yeah. You just you just watch it. You just imagine like here we go. If it was yeah. like, was he singing Tiny Dancer? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. But it got to the point where we were looking forward to the announcement. Oh, yep. round. Okay, whose turn is it? Who's, who's, who's turn? Yeah. Who's yeah. turn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. They made a lot of money off us that, that night for sure. Oh, they did for sure. Yeah, half Airport hour, half hour, half cheap. hour. Sure. Yeah, that was good. 
Yeah. Okay, uh, back on the back on the rails, boys. <laughs> Sorry, uh, after you, DB. Yeah, nope. just saying uh, that. So, obviously, big win. Congrats on the 2016 tournament men's gold. But then you also had a cool thing where you coached in 2018 uh, the tournament men's as well, and you won the national championship there. That's a that's yeah. a pretty quick transition from going from player to coach. How did that go? Uh, well, I guess it was next best thing right because you still want to go every year um and and it wasn't a it wasn't that i played terrible those two years either like uh so 2018 the year that they went the only one only person that was ahead of me was trevor and trevor was like 13 pins ahead so i was pretty close to making that team too it's just i i was having uh, seven back issues those last couple like those two years that i didn't make it like back and knee um but Coaching, I've always been pretty into coaching. Uh, that was one of the things, like, when I was finishing off YBC that Norm, uh, Norm ended up paying for me and Wes to go take all our coaching certification at uh, Sport Manitoba. So we ended up getting our, our coaching stuff all dealt with in, like, 2000, 2001, maybe. Um, so it was always something to come. I wanted to come back and do. So, you know, uh, when I started pulling at Dakota, uh, like Chad and Lauren, who's the program director there, like Chad Van Dale, um, they, they wanted me to come and coach, me and my wife to come and coach. So that was the next next thing we ended up doing. So I, I, I always say to people, and like, I'm, I'm pretty, like everybody's like, oh, you're just joking. It's like, no. But I've always thought that I'm, I, I see things a lot better than, than when I'm playing. Like I, 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 I'm, I think I'm a better coach than I am a bowler, because um, I just a way that I can relate to what I'm seeing and, and explaining it to people. But uh, yeah, that 2018 was pretty special though, because um, I ended up taking the Dakota Doubles, like the Manitoba Senior Boys Team, and uh, they ended up winning gold at uh, Nebs. Nice. Who so, was that? Uh, Sam Gillardi and Tyler Mandel. So uh, that was, or that wasn't at Nebs, that was in uh, Regina, actually. So, like, that was that was a really good experience with those two guys. Like, a lot of, lot of fight and a lot of close games, but, you know, they they trusted me enough to, to listen. And that's always the biggest thing, right, is, totally. you know, you're not trying to bullshit a bullshitter. You're actually giving the advice that they need to hear, you know, stuff that you're seeing that they might not feel or, or that kind of thing. So... And then uh, right after that, getting uh, getting selected to, to to coach the tournament men's team was was great too. Who so was I was just trying. To, uh, that one was uh, so the team was Dwayne, um, Cordell, Shane Barry, uh, Kyle Costello, and Derek Horn. And then Cordell couldn't make it, uh, so uh, Trevor Cook ended up taking his spot as the alternate. So, um, well, I, I remember hearing hearing from some people that they were looking at that team and they weren't really expecting much out of it. But you have a lot of a lot of talent on that team. Like you know, you, you're looking at Derek. Derek just throws bombs. Shane throws bombs. Like these guys are these guys are really, especially when they find their line, they're they're hard to beat. Like think of the match that you had in Regina last time we had Dex with you and Derek. Like. That was the most boring match I watched. Like, it literally, you're like, you guys are just going to keep throwing strikes. 
It was like oh, what nine bet nine in a row to ten in a row or something like that. It was it was it was great because I I just kept throwing strikes and I was doing when I was throwing strikes I just kept looking back at you because it was so fun to watch Derek just shaking his head pissed off. <laughs> like, that was my motivation. <laughs> yeah, like Der- Derek's one of those kids that like I've I've seen grow into becoming the bowler that he is and like I've never seen a person to be so pissed off at a strike. It's great. Like it's just it's always something negative. It's like, oh I hated yeah, that ball. That was terrible. Oh god. Or the, yeah. the hat. Just yeah. Yeah. disappointment. But uh yeah. yeah, just those those guys were you know, the, the first day we had a couple couple rough spots to start. Like uh but you know, coaching coaching adults is a lot different than coaching youth, right? Um so you know, you gotta get them to trust you the same way. You gotta make sure that, you know, you you're trying to get through a lot of different things like egos become a thing too right because they're on the team you're not right the like is this guy like but no they they came through when they did like shane barry that 417 that he threw against saskatchewan was easily like the biggest game that i've seen somebody kind of strap in and you know we're not losing this game like we're getting a draw minimum and like that was literally the game that kind of sealed it for us like he was he was on fire that game. It was it was crazy. And like Saskatchewan was just throwing bombs that game too. Like Brian, I think Brian started with a six bagger. Um, Kevin was bowling lights out. Like Taylor was throwing bombs. Like it was it was a good team. And uh, yeah, Shane, Trevor, and uh, and Derek just really went ahead that game. Um, even even Dwayne 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 wasn't throwing bombs, but Dwayne was picking wood, and that that made a difference. Yeah, you know? Dwayne was punching lots that weekend. I remember, yeah, seeing him punch quite a bit. But he was he's super solid on his pins, and you know they be, they became really important. Um, yeah, I think well, I think the only reason why anybody would think that you know they weren't expecting much of your team. Well, they, um, they was, a lot of people didn't know some of the guys on there, right. and like but like that goes back to like you 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 know people that age group knew those guys because you're looking at you know. Trevor, Trevor and Jane, they they won gold medal in YBC together. Like they were, yeah. They're you know, and everybody knows how good of a bowler Trevor is. Like totally. Trevor, Trevor's like you know when you see Regina coming up, you you know one person's making a cut. It's usually Trevor, right? Totally. Yep. He, yep. he grind. He can grind it out. But that, that's the reason why you never take a team lightly, right? Because just because yeah. you don't know somebody doesn't mean that they're not amazing. It's just that sometimes they just don't get out to all the things, right? And Sh- Shane was definitely one of those guys. I I didn't like I by no means took Shane lightly, but like I I, I didn't know who Shane was, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden like Shane's coming out to the cash tournament and stuff like that. And he's a he's a great shooter. He really is. Oh yeah, so he's just don't like really know. Shane. Shane's become pretty close with me and me and Natalie, like him. He's he's drafted Natalie and uh, Janice's sister Andrea the last couple of years for the All Star their like our Super League. They all get along great, but like he's he's a really good bowler. Like me, me, Shane and I have had like some really really good matches in the past. It's one guy that I always like coming coming against the bowl. Brings out the best in whoever he's going against, right? Totally. You don't want to be the one getting chumped. 
<laughs> but you're right, yeah. Dex. Like you said, you know, no team across the country should be taken lightly. Whether they may not be looking strong on paper, it's just because you maybe haven't seen them or they haven't gotten out to tournaments. But they're yeah, all and, and that's they're all that's the thing, right? It's 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 the same. When you get to that, it's all the same level, right? Everybody had to prove themselves to get there. Yeah, and that's but that's massive. But, that's where you but go. good yeah. work to you, and obviously, you know, on you, Kyle, as far as being the coach to bring those two guys together. To have them trust you and have them believe in themselves that you guys can do this. We just have to do it together, right? Yeah. You're not a you're not an, a lone soldier on an island. You're you're a team here, and I'll bring you all together, and let's all go together for this ride. So good on you. And that and and the thing the thing even after getting that gold medal was just the fact that like you know Jeff you know for especially for my age like Jeff was kind of him and Willie and Rob those were like the three three guys when we were growing up that we all looked up to for, for their bowling. Cause they were, they were all just like our, our idols. Right. So I always looked up to Jeff and for Jeff to ask me to be up there for the singles like that, that meant a lot too, to yeah, be cool. able to tech, be coach. You're not really coaching. You're just, you're <laughs> stepping in to say the right word when he needs to hear it. Right. Yeah. Like I going into that last frame, I remember it was this, Right, wasn't after Tyler punched like Tyler still had a double, Bradley. or uh, Bradley. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I just remember all that. I, all that I said to Jeff and like kind of hype him up. It's like yeah, you, you know who you are, right? Yeah, it's like you're Jeff fucking born. Go throw some bombs. <laughs> End up getting that getting that turkey or whatever it was to put himself ahead. As Brett, and Brett coined it the Super Mario jump off going around to the, the bunkers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting a big big bear hug from me when he got back, that was good. Yeah. 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 I and think that's that, the absolute perfect thing to say to Jeff. Like I could not think of a better yeah. thing to say to Jeff. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. You know who you are. Go throw yeah. some strikes. Jeff fucking born, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the next year, you were the singles in Manitoba, so that's pretty cool too. Nice little uh, transition there into to representing as a single. That's 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 nice. Yeah, that was. Uh, no, it's the level you always want to be at, right? You want to be that bowler. You want to have the confidence to go up and and not really worry about you know trying to grind out a game, just going out there and doing doing you right. And like that's what the season was. Like that season was just. I don't know. It was kind of ridiculous to me because it was funny because I got back after coaching that team and I, I didn't practice. I practiced maybe two or three times. I just went and helped Natalie out with what she needed help with. And uh, yeah, probably after from November until the end of the season, I don't think I threw a set under ten fifty. Like I, I was, I was just on fire, and just to qualify first that year was kind of hilarious because i was i was asking a lot of like the, the stats guys for masters i'm like has anybody ever won a single without winning a single tournament <laughs> nope because i didn't win a single tournament i finished you know second third fourth like in every tournament but it was all high numbers right so yeah. just being consistent sometimes that's what it is right but yeah no it was great to finally get to bowl against tim like tim and i got to bowl like in regina like for qualifying shifts and stuff like that, but we never actually had to bowl against each other, so that was fun. We had Team Awesome 
Yeah, we had Team Awesome going for a while with yeah. <laughs> me and Jana and you and Jen. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of fun. They paired us up on uh, four on a lane for, for our games to have two on a lane. So it was a long day, so we got to know our singles a lot better. So it was great to bowl with uh, with uh, with you guys. It was awesome that way. Yeah. Yeah. What did you experience? Experience there wasn't bad. It was after after the first day when I lost like all my games in ten basically, yeah. except the three or two wins that I had. Tyson sweat me. That never felt good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Maybe he makes sure Tyson, he, he brings it up every time I see him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he makes sure he tells you that. I tell you what, though, he was super excited that you were coming on podcast tonight. He said he was making it a date night with him and his girlfriend because he was excited to watch it, and they're sitting down and watching <laughs> you on podcast. Awesome. Tyson's awesome. He is, yeah. What did you find the biggest differences playing as a single versus playing as a team at that level? Um, I like, I'm always more of a, like, I, I like the team atmosphere better. Like, I like being plugged right in the middle of the lineup. Like, I like being kind of that that middle guy. I always call it the glue guy, right? Because, like, that's always my thing. If the guys in front are struggling, I got to be the guy to fire up the other guys. So, like, that was always, like, my favorite part about bowling the team thing. The singles thing was just – I don't know if I just let the pressure get to me the first day or not. Like, I didn't feel like I was bowling bad. I was just not getting enough rotation up in my vault to place. Like, I was punching a lot. Yeah. But uh, – I don't know. Singles, singles is it's fun. Like I like going head to head against people. I think that's that's awesome. It's just I like having more of a backing behind you when you're playing. It, it's a it's a whole lot. It was it was a whole lot different in Quebec than than other years. To be honest with you, Kyle. Um, yeah. Putting us four on a lane instead of two on a lane across it was a huge difference. Uh, it that second day when it was like a million degrees in that building. And yeah, and you know what? Nobody could slide. Day, each day, the approaches were different, and everything else was like that. Um, the one, the one biggest thing I found was is is you are sort of a team with your with your counterparts. So like with Jana, you and yeah. you guys had the feet together and everything else like that. So yeah, and, and that's as, the as one as, plus to that thing too, yeah. right? Like Jana Jan and I, Jana and I get along great. And like yeah, you know, we've we've had some great matches against each other too. But like you know, you couldn't ask for somebody to be more supportive as a teammate than that, right? Yeah. So, like, I felt comfortable, but kind of uncomfortable at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was super tight. I mean, at the end of the day, it was everybody was within like two wins at the end of the day. So, yeah. So like, I happened. think I finished tied with Harms after Harms made his run for fifth, and we were like just behind uh, behind Brad. Brad had fourth. Yeah. Or maybe Harms and Brad switched. I don't know. But yeah, that, that, that that's my own fault on the first day. I don't think I've lost that many tenth frames ever. I, I, even the even the last day of the the game against uh, against Taylor, like his dad was watching, and it was a close game. And I did the same thing. Like like Taylor and I had really good matches all week. Like the first one, I punched, and he ended up uh, he ended up with a spare, so he won the first one. The second day, we tied, and then the third day, like. I punched and I thought that I was I was going to lose again, and he he ended up punching. You don't want anybody to punch and lose that way, but that's what happened. But I was so mad, and I remember I turned around and 
and Doug was right in front of me. And I didn't know he was right behind me. And I had my towel in my hand and I like, I hulked it. I ripped it right in half. And <laughs> you just see Doug nice. step back and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, neat, neat experience to be playing. You know, you, you've done the trifecta there, obviously, right? Playing on the team, playing as a coach or coaching, and then playing as a single. So, yeah. The next uh, thing you need to do is you need to play on the seniors team here soon. Yeah. And you've got everything. <laughs> Teachers. <laughs> I got. I got. I got a little bit to go. We're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> um, so I guess what else, like. What what is left, right? Do you obviously seniors is a joke, but do you want to play more teams, more singles, more tour events? Um, you know, <laughs> I want I want to I want to make kind of the tour instead of being like the last guy out in Bowling Consolation that seems to be able right now. <laughs> Shane Shane got the last spot or whatever in Regina last time I finished next to him, and then the last one I did before that was TPC. And I ended up coming off bowling a like a three ninety six or something in the last game. I remember Gino watching, and I was I was all over the middle, and I'm, I'm rolling aces out and chops, and like they're like heavy pocket chops. They're not making any sense. Gino's like, you just see him look, and he just shakes his head. He's like, I don't even know what to say, and he just walks away. So <laughs> you think I lost lost that one by like thirteen pins. But it was it was good to come in the next day and watch uh, watch uh, Adam and cause Adam took it that year. Watch Mitch break his hand. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I do have like a I've got a perfect like shout out to Mitch. So uh, when he's not posting what he's eating every night, he's posting what he's putting up on his walls. So I got really inspired and I actually put that championship uh, that jersey on my wall. <laughs> And, and, and hoping that he's watching right now and uh, bring back some some nice memories for him. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember going on, like, going to talk to Mitch when he was bowling. Uh, he was bowling Shane on the far end, and uh, he just comes around. He's like, "Man, it hurts," but he's like, "You know what? I can't even rotate my hand anymore, and I'm throwing bombs. This is great. It's hilarious." Yeah, the, He's gonna ask if he sold that, uh, uh, that Ben Simmons jersey yet. I don't think oh yeah, definitely not. That. No, oh. no. The the best part of that was he was part of the youth seminar earlier in that week, <laughs> and he stood up there and like one of the questions I think was like, "What's the like, what's the thing you want to tell everybody, or you know, what's the best lesson you've had?" and and Mitch is like, ah, you know what? It's, it's not worth getting mad anymore. It's just, it's just not like, just keep your temper in check and just, you know, don't hit things or whatever. And then like, yeah, destroys his his wrist the same weekend. But yeah, hilarious. You know, it, it just proof that if you have like seventeen rise in a day that you don't feel anything, <laughs> like injuries don't matter. Hey, you know, it's like a Regina mini pitcher. It just gives you power. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but but speaking of injuries, um, Kyle, you had mentioned earlier, but you had some back issues. Um, you know, throughout your career, obviously, you experienced some other injuries. How is it to come back from, or do you do you have to make adjustments to your game, or how do you how do you deal with injuries in bowling? I know it sounds funny, but we actually do have yeah. injuries, or. And outside of life, there's there's things that happen. But how do you how do you translate into the game of bowling? 
Well, that's like, that was the whole thing. Like when I first came back to Bulldive Fun League that would made everything really different was like, that was probably a year, it's probably close to a year after um, I, I tore my, like, tore my ACL. So basically that was kind of the relearning how to do everything kind of again. So um, basically couldn't put a lot of pressure on push off and like, you know, like I know the guys, that, the guys here that see me bowl, like I'm pretty aggressive now because I got that strength and everything back and I'm not worried about re-hurting the injury. And uh, so you, you have to make adjustments to kind of feel your way around it. Like uh, the two year, the two years that I bowled tournament division where I kind of started struggling, like I was more worried about re-aggravating everything. So I was trying to be too cautious about it. So I wasn't throwing the same, I wasn't throwing with the same lift and the same speed. So I wasn't getting the same result. I do like lots of punching. Um, and then when I did start feeling comfortable, I started overdoing it. And then you end up hurting your arm, right? I was bowling a Friday at St. James and I, I was pretty good up to that point in the season. It was like December and uh, like I, I dropped pretty far into my shot and like the way that I brought the ball through, I ended up subluxing my shoulder. So it, it felt like it popped out. Um, so I was, I was having difficulty. And then of course me being an idiot, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep bowling. And I bowled the rest of the night and then I was like done for like, I don't know at least a month or two and just wasn't the same. Like, so, uh, yeah, the last, the last couple of years has been really good. I've been taking better care of my body. Um, like I lost a bunch of weight in 20, 2019 or after we got back from Nashville, there's a couple of pictures in there that are like, I just looked terrible. Like my eyes were all like yellow underneath. And I was the biggest I was when I went to nationals as a single. When I got back, I decided it was time for a change. So the, the last time I saw you guys in person was probably mm -hmm. I lost uh, I was like eighty five pounds. So I was around two hundred and thirty five, two forty. So I, I put back on fifteen, and I feel comfortable right now. So um, my body feels good now. So I, I think I should be all right. We'll see when I get to the lanes on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, bowling, bowling, bowling <clears throat> injuries is tough. Have you guys had to deal with anything significant, Tim and Dex and Adam, at all from, from an injury standpoint? Um, I had a back in 2009, I think Dex, right? Just before 2009, I have a, I actually have a degenerative discs in my back. So I had to be careful. Um, but I mean, I'm still fat. But um, I do have to do my my exercises and whatnot. So, uh, do you do I think, them? No. Uh, but, but, but there is, there, there is a Not point. Us. I think I think down over time, I will have to get them fused. Down over time, they do say. So it's just a matter of time. Um, if you wonder why Tim's getting shorter, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm I'm getting shorter. Well, that was the yeah, one so. thing that always stuck out to me was with with my knee injury. Like my and it was like the the way that my knee injury happened didn't make any sense to me. It was before a game even started. Uh, I was just shooting set set shots like at the three point line before the game, and like so I'm barely even jumping, and I came down and like you f you feel like a spring basically shoot up, and, and yeah, 
just after that, I couldn't do anything. Like Natalie and I would go grocery shopping and like, and this was like in the winter. It happened in like the end of November and December. We'd be going to a grocery store and like be walking together. And then I just fall over. She'd keep walking, turn around. Like, what, what the hell happened? <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no ice on the ground. I just, I, yeah. you, you stepped the wrong way and just, yeah. So yeah, injury, injuries just suck. But, How about you, Dex? Anything significant? Um, I, I dealt a little bit with scoliosis, but for the biggest thing for me has been like my ankle. I've destroyed my ankle multiple times. Um, 2018 in Thunder Bay there. Uh, just before we had the Red Deer uh, cash tournament, the Heritage Classic, or the traditional, sorry. Um, I was playing ball and I absolutely destroyed my ankle. I heard it pop. I couldn't walk for three days after. I was in crutches. I went to to the bowling tournament in Red Deer, and I bowled in it, and I blowed half my frames off the left foot, half my frames off the right foot, um, and then honestly, I couldn't I couldn't use it for forever. I had wore a brace forever, and then Masters Nationals came around, and I hadn't thrown like a single ball until like a couple of days before Masters Nationals to try to let it heal, and uh, it hurt. It hurt a lot in that in that practice. I remember and. I had to move way up, and I had to be really super slow. And uh, I went to nationals, and I was hoping that it wouldn't hurt all the way through, or that I would make it all the way through. And uh, the first day, like, took a bunch of Advil, and I, I slid quite a bit, and just practiced with it. And I went super slow, and I ended up having uh, uh, probably the best national national tournament that I've ever had. Uh, we we struggled a bit as a team, but on a personal basis, there was without question the best I've bowled at nationals so um it was a shitty injury but uh it taught me how to go super slow and move up and it it worked yeah. so you just kind of nice. find a way to adapt yeah how about you Adam I've had uh, surgery on both of my feet uh, like five years apart both uh, provincials it were in Calgary so I hadn't actually played a provincials in Calgary until when was it Tim 14, 15? Uh, 2016. 16? So it would have been like 2010 and 2005 or something like that that I had uh, both my foot surgeries. Uh, identical issue. Uh, have no idea exactly what it was but nor what caused it. But, uh, yeah, that basically forced me out like six months both years, shut me down both years. Um, other than that, I, I, I had a, a, a ring finger issue on my right hand. Uh, which uh, caused a lot of issues for about four or five months uh, before we finally got that kind of resolved as well. But th thankfully, nothing major. Uh, the, the back gets tired, but it's never been, like, seriously hurt. Uh, knees are bad, but never seriously hurt. Ankles, all that stuff. So we're pretty fortunate that way. Yeah, nice. I've had, I've had the, the gamut of injuries, nothing, you know, too major. I mean, I broke my hand. Uh, yeah. a, a week before Paige was born um, so I didn't play the Open that year and probably took some time I've, I've done my thumb, I've done my knuckles of course from punching things my back is probably the biggest thing that's given me troubles over the years, it hasn't typically around an Open time when I'd qualify I'd really do some good healing or a chiropractor and massage to really make sure that it's, it's in good shape to go but sometimes at league nights is when it's, it gets gotten bad but you know for the most part you know you know, knock on wood, been been pretty lucky too, aside from a few few nicks and bruises here. But you know, like like Marla says, yeah, injuries suck big time, and they they take a lot out of you. And the rehab oh, yeah. from injuries is is a, is 
is long sometimes uh, and, and strenuous. I know there's plenty of people out there that, that are either watching or listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you've dealt with injuries over time and it's affected the game and how do you come back with it or with weight loss or with weight gain, right? So it's just sort of part of the game and everything that you got to deal with that's, uh, that's a t- tough, right? So the, the hardest part is trusting it when you come back. And, yeah. and having the confidence when you come back, right? I think that's oh, that's hard. that's when it starts running into the mental side of it, right? Because yeah. you start second guessing like almost everything. Yeah. Why yeah. am I doing this? Am I even good enough? Yeah. I shouldn't even be playing. I'm I, I'm not healed yet, and all, all these things. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, that, well, that's been the that's been the running joke with like the weight loss thing with me, like especially with like Derek and those guys was like. Fat Kyle was a way better bowler because he like oh. he, didn't about, <laughs> he didn't have to worry about the pace and all of that. Skinny Kyle's too fast. He needs to slow the hell down. I have yeah. heard about this forever. One hundred percent understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely um, get it. On the agenda here, and maybe we guys, uh, Tim, you want to help out? I have yeah. something that says the curse of being consistent. Where are we going with that, Tim? That's Kyle. <laughs> No, that's basically like how I kind of classify my bowling. Like, you know, you don't really have too many low games. You don't have like too many blow at high games. It's just that kind of line, right? And, you know, in cash tournaments, it comes to bite you in the ass. Like, <laughs> I wish I could throw like, and that was always the thing in YBC that I was like super good at was like, I could really string strikes together. Like, uh, I used to always joke with uh, with Joan. Like, I told her when, when I was in YBC, don't put any of my scores, like my YBC 300 games up, unless I'm beating, like, I'm on the men's, like, three 325 or 350 or whatever it was at. So my name wouldn't get put on the board unless it was higher than the men's scores. But I ended up getting up on it there almost every year. But, like, yeah, I don't I don't know what it was. Like, that, that year that I averaged 270, I never really threw huge games. Like, the highest game, like, 400's high, obviously, but, like, one or two four hundreds in a season when you're averaging like two seventy two. Mm. I think you it's don't have absolute... any games. It, yeah, it's like you well, you when you're averaging high, everybody knows the same thing. Like I know, like you guys probably have like a grind out game. You want to get at least back to what two twenty. Like you'd be fine with two hundred if it's a really bad game where you're punching a lot. But like how, how you know, when your grind game. Yeah. <laughs> was it two two oh three? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I guess like yeah, like the year the year that I uh when I cut a single, like that was just I was just really consistent. Like I would have loved to win stars and win tournaments and stuff like that. But like even like what a Western tour though, like that's that's why I call it the curse to consistency because like if I had a couple of games in there where I could just throw twenty pins higher, you know. I think it's a real thing, though, is that the consistency, never really being able to shoot a 350, 360, 390, and you're always just sort of floating in that 250 to 280 to 290. Yeah. Sure, you're and and that's but, that's yeah. along the time when you start thinking about it too much, right? You're like, yeah. am I doing something wrong? Am I like, yeah. you know? So it, it, there's nothing wrong with being consistent. Don't get me wrong. It's just you'd like to have a couple of blowups yeah. in there where you could actually makeup it's a mindset for sure yeah Yeah. does it get into your head a little where it's like you know you start throwing a four bagger to start a game and then like 
You know, you're like, oh man, I throw this next one. I could be this could be like the one. This could be the big one, and then that's where you just press a little bit more and punch or um, that. Or... For, the, for the most part, like my mental game is being pretty good. Um, like the, that year when I averaged 272, like I, it was literally from November onward where I just, I just felt like there was nobody that could beat me. That was kind of my mindset when I went in. So like, even if I got down early, like I didn't care. I'm like, yeah, just a couple of strikes. Like I used to always make that joke. That's another joke that I'd make with Derek. Like, like when we were bowling in uh, all stars on Saturday, like uh, there was one, there was one week where uh, Mark Vandale came in spare for somebody. Um, Mark hadn't thrown a ball in a while, but, you know, you grew up in a bowling alley. It's not like you're going to forget how to bowl. And he was bowling lights out. Like, he finished with, like, an 11.30. And, like, I was I was trailing by, like, a lot. And I'm like, yeah, nothing nothing bad, Derek. I only need, like, I think I only need, like, a 360 or something, and I'll get average, or I'll, I'll, I'll get over 11 and throw a 368. But it, it happens more than once. It's just one of those stupid things where you're just joking around. But, like... I don't know, the back of your mind, you're like, this is what you have to do. Like, it, it, it's a mindset. I, and I, I honestly, like, it's uh, when you're in the groove, it's, I don't know if Adam or Daryl or Dexter can attest, but if I'm if I'm shooting three, four, or five, it's all, and you're, you kind of get that tunnel vision or stuff, like, it's like, hey, just one more, just one more. You're not thinking, okay, I'm on four, I'm on five, or I'm on six. It's just, okay, just one more. And then at the end of the game, you have, I find that I have a way better game than thinking about the score, right? You know where you are at the. You know where you're in the game. You know what the score is, but but in your head you're just thinking one more because you're just in that tunnel vision. You're kind of in that keeping that scenario. Um, that's how I kind of think of things. And and Casey hates me for this when, when I had Casey as a coach. But I, I I had a mental block when you said you, you know and it, maybe I'm wrong, but you know four you had different lines right. Um, you know like you guys have a turkey plow, turkey plow, turkey plow, and you feel you can't get over that next hump I, yeah. whenever i've done it before and it, it's crazy i go double or a turkey and i'm on play on the right side i move to the left side for my four and i and i throw on my different different thing different completely different mindset throw that one and i go back for the other one for my five um sometimes it's a clear clear that's a big head. change so the the only adjustment you ever <laughs> make in bowling ever is, is if you throw a turkey yeah, or whatever yeah. if it, it could be it could be two in a row i don't know it's whatever if i, if I, can't, if I keep on punching on a certain thing i see a pattern i i, I make yeah, that adjustment right, right? It, it is a big well, mental hang up though we've all yeah. gone through that yeah, oh, why can't i get the punch. triple why can't i get the fourth one yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah, like okay here's a question for you guys like so when you guys are when you guys are like when you finally get a line that you like you feel comfortable with, when do you like? What are you guys focusing on when you're getting four in a row, five in a row? Are you focusing on the feel that you're trying, like that you're getting off of the release, or are you trying to just focus on something like in the steps? Like, what are you guys focused on at that point? Uh, honestly, feel. at that point, it's like yeah, it's it's definitely feel, and and for me, it's multi, uh, mostly like that explosion point at the end yeah when you when you get that good release out of your hand you know it doesn't matter where you hit like once you find that line and it's just if it comes out of your hand that way you don't even have to watch you know it's a strike it doesn't matter if it's thick thin buried doesn't matter left right doesn't matter yeah yeah Yeah. For, for me the feeling comes right on standing on the approach Right, just by by even getting there in your pre-shot routine and just being relaxed or being in that moment or just you know the things you're saying to yourself, it just 100 percent 
you know, clarity that you're going to throw the best ball that you possibly can, right? And yeah. then it comes down to the explosion point and the release, and you just know, right? There's times that you know, like, it doesn't matter what you do or anything, like, you know it's a strike. And it, yeah. I, I'm in a zone, and I, my body feels so good, and I'm standing here and just... I don't hear anything and I just know automatically this is going to be a strike, right? And those are the, those are the, that's what we strive for every, every week or every, every ball, right? It's just to get into that moment that you just know. And I'm sure you've, Adam, been in that many times, right? You might take a little bit longer to get there standing on the approach, but <laughs> you, you definitely, you definitely must feel really good when you're standing there and not going until you're ready that this is 100% sure of the way that I'm going to throw this ball is, is yeah. going to be a strike. I, I, I become more methodical. I, I'm already slow, but I, I'll admit I'm skin slower, but I become more methodical. I, I Even from where how I'm drinking, where I'm sitting, to where the same th way I rub my shoe, to the same way I, I, I become more methodical as I go, right? Especially if I'm playing well. Um, just sucks for everybody else, but not my problem. Um, did, did you not catch on that DB was trying to transition to Adam answering <laughs> yeah, that question? Yeah, that's yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. But no, you don't. Just swoop right in there. Yeah. 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 I, I know exactly what you're saying, though, Tim. I, I call it hyper-routine. Yeah. Right. So basically, all of a sudden, that routine takes a little extra time, but it, it's consistent time frame. But everything has to be identical, uh, whether it's uh, the way you step on the approach, uh, whether it's the exact same things that you tell yourself, uh, the exact same key that you're, you're you're focused on on say the first step, uh, the exact key that you know you finish uh, you know finishing the ball. Uh, it, it becomes like a hyper focus. And uh, one, once that pure routine's in and, and you're having success, well, why the hell wouldn't you continue it, right? Yeah. And uh, honestly, most people call it a zone. That's exactly what it is. It's hyper-focused and hyper-routined on doing that same thing over and over and over. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, a it's almost, it's almost like visualizing like that. And that, that's my thing when I'm like, when I really start getting the, the feel down and I, I trust everything in the shot, like that's my main focus is like, you start visualizing, okay, I'm going to grab the ball. You make sure that you're doing it with the hand. You're toweling it off the same way that you're doing it, you know, rocking yourself in your shot. But, yeah, no, I totally, totally feel the same I mean, every that. sport has their people that do their superstitions, but we, you know, as a little bit biased towards bowling, there's a lot of superstitious people that yeah. do the same thing over and over and over and over and over, right? But that's just the way that we're built, and you know we want to we want to do the same thing that we did last time because we threw a great strike. So why would you yeah, not? Yeah. Why would you keep doing that? Don't go to the bathroom if you're on a four bagger, right? Just, yeah. um, you know. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. How many times have you, you can change your socks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many times have you had to go pee while you're sitting on a on a triple? Like, don't you dare go, right? It's don't let worst, your teammate yeah. go either. Like, everything's just got to stay the same. So. Anyway. Uh, you know what? I remember the first time I ever threw a 400, DB, you were actually standing behind me, and you refused to move. You were standing at the pool tables. I was 15 <laughs> years old, and you were leaning against the pool tables, and you were going to take off, and you said, I am not leaving because I've nice. been here from the start. Yep. And it was, like, all part of that routine. So, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we, we all – the same thing. You're watching somebody play well. It's like – I'm the reason that he's bowling well, right? <laughs> no, you're not. You haven't done anything. But, you know, you feel like you're responsible, and I don't want to mess him up, and I don't want to go away because he's coming back and talking to me after each time. So, yeah, we're, yeah. we're all in it together, right? So. Yeah. Oh, it's just funny sometimes, too. It's like people get in the way, and it fucks everything up. 
like I remember Thursdays, uh, Thursdays at Dakota, we were bowling on the bar side, so the high side of the house. And uh, I started, when I started front, front uh, eight. And then people from the other side of the league started coming over. But like, I was sitting at a table with my dad in front of the bar. So like every time I'd go up, depending on what lane I was, I'd go around the table and like I'd take it a certain path. When they started coming over, they kind of just block your path because I blocked my fucking way to the lane. Yep. <laughs> of course, my ball in, first ball in ten is like fucking straight plowed through the middle. Yeah. We've got a bowler. We've got a bowler here in Edmonton. It's a little bit more unique than others, and he's uh, he has to enter the lane every time from whatever lane that he was starting on right so he's always got to come around yeah yeah but he's he's just a little bit more unique it was was a kind weird kind word for him so yes he is Uh, i just want to shout out to len uh how do you even know a word that long (laughs) (laughs) at this point of the night what is that wow good work lenny proud of you that's a that's a real word that's for sure a copy paste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looked. Yeah. He looked it up first before he typed yeah. it in there. Yeah. But I did want to circle back to on, on your you know curse of consistency there, Kyle, because there there is one person that, that you know very dear to, to my heart in in Rod Wilson, who he, he's basically you know breathed that that uh, path basically his, his adult life that, that I've known him and you know to, just to get to that 250 255 average which is exceptional um, in, in almost every league around the country uh, but you come out on tour 255 260 it doesn't even get you a snip to the cut right so um, finding ways to try to elevate your game and you know that that's where the experience and that that's why getting out to these tournaments so uh, you can elevate your tournament average um, by, by learning from you know some of the pros and everything it, it's so important and we're starting to see that even with somebody like Rob where all of a sudden now he's able to average 265 270 and, and give himself a sniff or get into the cut line um, yeah. it, 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 it's it's disheartening to see some of those guys never really kind of get there. And it's almost like they don't have that extra level in the game or they don't trust themselves uh, to at least even get out and watch some of these players or play against some of these players to realize, yes, there is another gear to my game. I just don't know it yet. I haven't felt it yet. And then all of a sudden see them succeed in future years. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the thing, especially coming out there because of like you know the competition thing. Like, obviously, that's the 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 best thing about when you end up making a team for the master side of it. You know, you're going up against like when, when we're playing Alberta. Like, I, I remember going to play Alberta, and you're playing, you know, you're going up against Carey and you're, like all those guys, and you're just you're hyped up because you're going against these high average guys, and you want to perform right. So it helps you bring your game up too. So like I totally get that with the tour. That that's that's kind of where I, my focus wants to be is coming out to those to really see what I like. I if if I can hang with the big boys, you know, you know, not <laughs> captain consistent. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's, it, it takes work. It takes practice, and yeah. you know, it takes making one cut really like a you know a tenth or an eighth qualifying, being like, man, I I belong here. Right, and then you believe, well, and, and that's the whole thing with it, because it's not like I, yeah, it's not like I'm coming out there and I'm just crapping the bed. Like, I play decent when I come out there. Like, maybe 
maybe my first time coming out to Regina because it was more just getting the feel for it and sticking on lane two on camera and making an ass of myself. The sniper didn't get me. I, I stayed up, but yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, yeah, it, it wasn't pretty. For, for those guys that are just wanting to make that like little bit next jump, it, it honestly, truthfully, you just got to trust that it really isn't that big of a jump. All it is is like, you know, maybe a little bit more consistent on you would you know let less anger shooting for head pins you know pick your sides move on and ultimately it's just learning just small small adjustments to eliminate one open one punch a game yeah, yeah. and like you're there that that's it like that's all it takes right so leaning head pins that's the, game the a biggest one right there absolutely pick, picking wood and making spares you're right it really is comes down to 15 to 20 pins and that's that's you know, a good count on a spare, right? Or, a, a, yeah, the, you know. The, hard, the hardest part is, I think, you just look at the number. You know what the number is most times, and you're like, it's a, for most people, it's a daunting number, right? Yeah. And and it really isn't if you break it down. And, you know, like, it, it, like, for example, like 272. Kyle, that's, you know what, just say, well, I just have to throw my average, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. it really, re- realistically, it's not... It's really not. Oh, well, I just have to bowl my average. Well, no, and, that, and that's what I mean. You, like everybody, yeah. everybody, when you get to pass that two fifty area, you, you know, if you're playing a tournament, like an, especially an eight game thing, you can have a bad game in there. You know, you can come back with something to make up those pins right there. It's it's in you. Yeah. So it's just a matter of not getting dragged down when you start having that game, right? So that's the mental that's the side of it ends up taking off, right? It's, it's one good shot at a time. It's just manipulating your brain, right? That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, last topic, or we can talk about more other stuff, but uh, I think we a headband. Something about t- somebody was texting me about a headband <laughs> issue or something. Kyle might have had something to do with. What's What's this all about, Dex and Dex and Kyle? Do we know anything so, about this? Kyle doesn't do this anymore, I don't believe. But uh, you know, uh, we talked about this a few times, and we it was a running gag with the WCBT is that. Um, I love the guys, but they all know how much I love wearing a hat, you know, bald guy problems. And, uh, you know, we go to the tour finals and I was told explicitly that I was not allowed to wear a hat. And jokingly, I'm like, you know, you know, if I'm not allowed to wear a hat, I'm going to wear something real stupid, like a, like a bandana or something. And, and Carrie looked at Hooray. me and yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and Carrie looked at me and he made the mistake of saying... You know, if you want to look like an idiot, you're more than welcome to wear a headband. And I was like, all right. You know, I'm not, I am not the guy to back down at anything like that. So tour finals rolled around and I asked Mark if he could make me a, a, a custom headband and he promptly said no. So, <laughs> so I messaged nice. my buddy Kyle oh, and, nice. uh, and he made me up this beauty. And honestly... Then it's super comfortable. This is a very comfortable headband. I got to wear it during. I just wore it during the interviews during the tour finals last year. So, if anyone's interested, go back and watch those. But uh, the headband was where it was at. This is not a hat. This is not a hat. I made. I made my statement. Do you do you play with the headband, Kyle? Is that part of this? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I started. I started growing my hair out. Like. It was a while, like, and it was it was getting like pretty long. So like, that was always the thing in master tournaments. Like, you know, there's a dress code. Like, you're not supposed to wear hats and all of that. So I'm like, well, there's got to be a way I can get away with something at least. Like, girls can tie up their hair and stuff like that. It's not like, 
And this goes back to like when I was playing like regional ball and all that. I used to like when I was like eh, it was in my teens, but like I used to like just do stupid crap like Robin, right? I'd have my hair in like random pigtails all over the place, try to throw people off. So like when it came to bowling, and I'm like that guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm that guy. So when it came to bowling, I'm like, well, what's a what's a what's a way that I can keep the hair out of my face when I'm throwing? Because I, I throw aggressive. Every like you get long hair and you throw a thing and it just comes down right in your face. So like those soccer headbands, those little thin ones. I started wearing those. That's how it started. And then uh, whenever we were playing like master senior and all that kind of stuff, whatever senior I was with, I bring them a matching headband. We could be team headband for the tournament. But, like, I remember Jimmy when he was president, Jim Llewellyn. He's like, uh, okay, so I think there's a, something against the rules about you wearing headbands. Is that for religion? Or religion? I'm like, yeah, religious <laughs> purposes only. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, like, and, and it, it wasn't a problem. And then, yeah, I guess other people started wearing bigger and bigger headbands. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, the ladies can wear those little headbands, right? They pull yeah. back a little bit. Well, like so. when uh, when Aaron Elblast came out, like we have these these ones are our matching headbands. So that's that's part of team headband right there. Then that was when I brought Dex's one. When we were texting for a while on that one. And I was trying to keep it secret. And when I went to pick it up, like I just started laughing my ass off. So I literally took a picture in the car. And I'm like, I'm literally crying because this is hilarious. And I, I, I walk up to I walk up to the tournament. Like Randy and I left my house like Saturday morning to pull the Saturday shift in Regina. So we just came for five hours. So we're just walking like after getting something to eat. And like uh, so, Karen's waiting by the door with uh, with Shauna and Johnstone. And Johnstone's just staring at me, and he's like, "Better not have brought something." And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole! I, I, got, I got that from Carrie when I went downstairs too. After I gave it to Dex, that was great. I loved it. Yeah, there was no way I wasn't gonna wear it at tour finals. You put in all that effort, and I was like, nope, yeah. no, nope, I don't care. I'm wearing it. This is awesome. Inter- interview was good. The interview was good. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate that. You don't do that anymore, though, right? No, no, step, I moved on. I moved on from that. Yeah, yeah. I it's a little different here, man. With promotional marketing, like some of the companies aren't as big as they used to be. With just, just it's the way this is. So I ended up changing, changing jobs. Uh, it was right before, right before Regina that year. So yeah, comfortable now. So I can't complain. Perfect. Well. This is something I will hang on to forever. And I'll probably wear, break it out a few more times, honestly. <laughs> Cherish the headband. It'll bring you power. <laughs> that, that's right. uh, I might even bring it to the uh, Boxing Day tournament in a couple weeks. We'll see how many beers in am. Yeah. It's going to wear like a scarf. That sounds like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep the sandwiches away. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Love that's it. right. <laughs> Well, is there anything else you guys got to want to touch on, Kyle? Do you have any? Uh, do you have any last words you want to say? Any shout-outs or anything like that? No, just thanks for having me on. I know it was kind of short notice for for Adam and I to jump on, but I, I had fun. Hope I didn't bore anybody. Oh, great, <laughs> no, well, you're awesome. great. Yeah, lots of great stories. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's always so good chatting with you. Uh, we miss seeing you at the tournaments because 
We yeah. haven't had any, but uh, really looking forward to, you know, this next year being normal and us all getting together and having a few drinks together. Yeah, it sounds like a plan. Perfect. Well, well uh, Manitoba opens uh, a go. I don't know if you said you you know too much about it yet, or what. The story I haven't. Is. I haven't heard too much, but like as far as I know, everything was supposed to just get pushed back, and it was supposed to happen this year. So, I know. I know my shift's already booked because they just rolled over whatever they had from the year before. So, hopefully, everything's a go. Get you guys down in in Winnipeg, even though it's possibly going to be cold if it's December. But the way it's been going with global warming, it. It's been pretty nice. There's <laughs> nothing colder than the week in Regina, so oh, it'll be that fun. walk. Come here in February during that same week. <laughs> I'm okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Kyle, Love thanks it. so much for coming on, buddy. It's been a blast. Um, if you want to stick around and hang out and have a chat with us at the end, uh, you're more than cool. welcome to. But uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good Thank stuff. You. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Awesome. That was great. Yeah, nice good interview. I didn't realize where the uh, the headband kind of came from, but it's funny. As soon as he put his headband on, I'm like, oh, I recognize yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, it was great. I gave Johnstone first crack. I thought that was only fair. <laughs> Oh yeah, did he did he say no? He wouldn't make it. Oh no, it was an outright no. It was oh, is like, that right? It was a Instant. very like mm, mm, nope. not a chance. So <laughs> that's that's yeah. why I went to Kyle. So no, that, I think it's, it's fine. It's good oh, humor. It's, good. It's, it's all good, right? Oh, totally. That kind of shit. So I I love the fact that he was super into it too. Like he thought he thought it was so funny too. So yeah, it worked out great. Somebody yeah. else doesn't mind stirring the pot a little. That's good. Yeah. No, and and you know what? Cool little story. As he took a big break. Right, yeah. like a nine solid year break, and then came back, and he's at the top of his game, right? And being mm-hmm. a coach, being a player, being a single, um, you know, he's right in the mix of, of Manitoba, and that's no small feat. A lot of good players there, right? Great conversation too, obviously about the Shannis family and the connection mm-hmm. there, and hearing about Robbie, and obviously if he's playing again, we want to see him, you know, coming back to tournaments and competing. But yeah, there's there's a lot of good players in that region, so uh, they're in good hands for sure. Yeah, I gotta say, like taking that nine-year break off and then coming back and being as good as he has been, like that is that is super impressive because you know that that period of time after YBC and you know into the adults and and, and working your way into things, that is a big developmental period of time um, yeah. where people really gain ground and, and learn how to be at the top of their game. And uh, kudos to him to you know take that nine years off and come back and still be able to do that. Um, really awesome. Well, the, the fact that he's still within sport, though, when he's, you know, taking that time off, yes. the, the, the mind is always working, that sports mind. So, uh, but for him to, to come back and, like you mentioned, you know, uh, get get to near the top of, of the game in, in Manitoba is, uh, is definitely a feat. And uh, you, you start to wonder if maybe taking that time off just allows the mind to kind of retool the game. And uh, when he got a little bit bigger there, all of a sudden he had to completely change his game. Yeah. Right, so so maybe that was for for the better in the long run. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what he said? He said when he came back that he knew right away that he was having fun again um, after that break. And you know what? That's that's really the biggest thing that I I hope people take away from this whole COVID experience is that you know what? Um, here we are forced to have basically a an eighteen month hiatus from a game that we've played forever. And you know, there's definitely people that you know were 
not missing it before and like not really looking forward to coming back and um, I'm hoping that people when they do come back they're excited to come back they remember it's a game they remember that they're out here to have a good time and that uh, you know we lost we lost the game for 18 months and you know taking that time off again is maybe something people won't want to do because you know for sure. it is a game that we love yeah no it was great having Kyle on I mean I have the utmost respect for Kyle uh, we got to know each other pretty well over the events we've got to bowl against each other on. Um, I hope people can relate, like, the the time off he had and and how he can ex- speak from his experience on that and on the injuries and stuff like that. Um, pretty relatable for a lot of people out there, right? So um, it was great to have on and speak about his experiences. So I do like to thank Kyle for coming on today. Yeah, good work. Uh, we'll run our uh, all-star sweepstakes because I almost forgot. So, <laughs> uh, Weber, did you put your name in this week? I, I did. I think I went after all-star <laughs> draw. I think I did. No, I don't know which other ones I did. What was last week's that, that you guys didn't? Uh... It was last week was all-star giveaway. Giveaway. All right. Yeah, I missed. Yeah, I, I believe I'm in this one. We'll see. I won't win, but I'm in. <laughs> All right. Let's see who our winner is this week. Chris nice. nice. He was very active in the chats today. So that's <laughs> he was. He commented a few times. I like it. Well that's done. awesome. Uh, Chris, just uh, send us a message or we'll send you a message and we'll get your information and we will go from there. Congrats. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in once again. Uh, another week of you guys listening to our banter. Tim's, uh, Tim's got a bunch of feelers out there, I know, yeah. for, for next week and for weeks to come. Summer's a little bit challenging at times, but we've uh, we've got a handful of people out there that we're working on, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted as soon as we know who's coming on. But, uh, but yeah. And bowling's uh, back. It sounds like Ontario's back on Friday, so well done. Congrats, guys. You made it through. Um, you know, there's, there's more and more bowling happening. So eight gamer, you know, pro team league, things are going to be starting to ramp up and get going again. So, uh, we're just as excited as you guys. So good luck on, on getting back into, into business and into lane. So, yeah, I think we made it through guys. I think we're, I think we're there. Yeah. Open. Sign up for your leagues. Get time to, to support the centers into league bowling too. Weber, thanks for uh, yeah. thanks for jumping in again this week. We appreciate it. For those of you who don't know, it was uh, Carrie and Julie's anniversary today, so congratulations to you guys, uh, Julie. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, this like every second week thing. Maybe I can get my silhouette on your front page. Yes, you know what? That, that is, that's something else I screwed up. I put the wrong the wrong countdown. Oh, we noticed. You know, uh, did, did you? Yeah. Did you? Nice. I noticed some new music too. I was like, oh, yeah. Dex is in charge. Yeah. That's the old yeah, one, I, I think. Until after it, it is, the, it was the old one. So yeah. uh, we'll we'll fix it up. My bad. Yeah. All good. <laughs> but good, but good point, Len. Once uh, tournaments start happening, and we'll have a whole you know slew of guests wanting to get yeah. on and talk about their victory and and tell us tell us how they won and who they beat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the first week I'm going to be facing Carrie, and you know I'll just sit here and just trash talk him the entire time. That's yeah. that's a whole podcast. <laughs> Adam might be on that podcast. Yeah. 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 One of us might quit. I, I don't bowl anymore. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming back. Uh, I got to get out there and throw. Yeah, yeah. so almost a year. So do all of us. Yeah, us too. Maybe we'll meet up over the over the week at the lanes. Yeah, that'd be oh, good. Sounds Have good. Yeah. Beers. 
Yeah. Or not. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody yeah. for tuning in. Uh, good to have you guys all, and we'll see you guys all next week. Take see care. Later. Take care, guys. Thanks again to All Star and our sponsors and Alley Cat. Alley Cat and those. Yeah. I'll play the commercials, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Cheers. Take care, guys.